of the 2020-2021 Nerd Olympic Games. I'm your host, Ben Magnet, being brought to you virtually, not from Tokyo, but from my living room. I am joined by two gold medal winners today from today's events. With me is Brandon T. McClure, winner of the I Don't Give Shit About Sports, and also comic collector gold winner. You won two gold medals today, sir. How do you feel? You know, I feel good. It was it was a it was hard one in the it was it was hard getting there, but you know what? I persevered and I succeeded. Rivet, riveting, riveting. And also, I am joined today uh, representing the country of Liberia. All glory to Dr. Doom. And no, I'm not making fun of that name. That is actually the name of the country. Ryan Iliopoulos. Ryan, I saw um, your Supreme Leader, Dr. Doom, talk to you to earlier today before your match. Um, what did he say to you? Because I can only imagine he say, win this or you die. Uh, I, man, let me tell you, seeing Dr. Doom in person is like, like a lifetime experience. And once I saw him, I said, I love you. And he said, you better. So like, it was, it was fantastic. I, I couldn't be happier. Thanks, well, ben. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that you shall survive another day. And uh, another gold medal winner today. Unfortunately, he was scheduled to join us, but he could not. He is actually in his second gold medal match, uh, today against, uh, Snake Eyes. He is Sparks Witty, and I am receiving reports now that he is actually about to win his match point in his sword fighting match against uh, the representative Snake Eyes from Japan. Anyways, let us continue on to the rest of our program tonight, which is episode 249 of the Fake Nerd Podcast Review of Snake Eyes. I'm can on you, a new level. Can you imagine? Can you believe it? Next week is 250. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All thanks to Henry Golding. Thanks, Henry. Oh, Henry okay. Golding is the sole reason why we made it 250 episodes. Wow. He's on a new level, you guys. <laughs> this thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm on a new level. No, that was the that was the trailer. The trailer song. song yeah. Yeah. Ben, if I may. Yes, you may. We have links. Just a few. Not many. Uh, real quickly, uh, we have finished Fake Nerds Watch for Loki. <laughs> Uh, all, six, all six episodes of Loki. We have we have disembarked from the train uh, that we were that we were on since the beginning. Uh, but they are all up now. All six episodes of Loki. Episode six, for all time, always is linked below. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out and check out the rest of them. Um, but don't watch Loki until you watch that episode. Spoiler alert. Um, wait, reverse that. Don't watch our, our episode until you watch Loki. I, I'm not saying, like, we spoil everything in that episode. Reverse <laughs> spoilers. It's like, it's like Willy Wonka was like, strike that. Reverse it. Um, and Ben has yeah. Old School Gamer Magazine. Your, your new article is linked below. Yep, new article from last Monday is linked below. It's about this little app called GameEye, which is a very neat tool for organizing these little things, your video games. And I actually kind of dig it. So if you want to hear all my thoughts, go ahead and check that link down below. Yeah, so definitely. Uh, those are the only two. Uh, Ryan, you do not have a downright annoyed this week because we're recording a day early. The future is now. It's tomorrow. So, but, but you're doing downright annoyed tomorrow. What is the movie? It is. It's out of my reach, but it was my week. It's Swingers, which is a 1990s Doug Lyman comedy starring Vince Vaughn and Johnny Favs. John Favreau. Nice. Doug Lyman, yeah. really? Wow, I didn't yep. know he directed that. Yeah. That's a good movie. It is. I'm excited to watch it again tomorrow. Um, and that's basically it. That's all the links we have down below. Um, so check those out. And, of, and you know, welcome to the episode. I forgot what I do next. <laughs> Who wants to go first of their week? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Go, Ben, go. Yeah, I did jack shit. 
Yep. Like literally, I, I didn't do anything. It was just go to work, go to sleep, go to the gym. Um, I didn't do any reading. I didn't get any video games played. Really, the only thing I did that was fun or like media consumption wise was watch Transformers uh, War for Cybertron Earthrise because Brandon and I did recorded a thing. So yeah. he and I did that. Um, That'll I, be up. That's an Animation Station episode yeah. that will be up this week. Yep. So that, that's going to be up later this week. Um, although, okay, so I didn't consume traditional media, but I did find a new podcast that I really like listening to. I want to give I want to give this a little bit of a shout out. So are you guys familiar with someone called the, Illumina- the, the Illuminati? And spelled I-I-L, and it's like the word naughty, N-A-U-G-H. Yeah, 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 yeah. On, on, on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She, it's yeah. a pyramid head. Her, it's her, like he, oh she does God. say her real name, Blair. She, so, she, they're so good. I love them so much. Oh, yeah. She is she is awesome. I'm, it is a she, right? I'm, I don't know. That's why I say they. I'm not supposed to be yeah. safe. I'm, I'm like 90% sure, but if, but if anyone who also watches Blair the Illuminati and, and I misgendered them, I apologize in advance but yeah so one of their videos just popped up on my youtube thing it was about butch hartman and his and his scandals with um oaxium or oh yeah oaxis it's his oaxis yeah that streaming service yeah that streaming service that turned out to be not that is like hey it's not faith-based but it totally is faith-based and i had no idea butch hartman was like this so i saw i watched that episode and then when i went back isn't butch hartman the Creator of Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah. 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 Oh. Any fans oh, stuff? Yeah. Super, super, super conservative. And he tried yeah. his hardest to get that shit into the cartoons. And Nickelodeon was like, no way, Jose. He oh my God. Super, 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 super talented, super talented guy. No, like, no doubt. But like, definitely was like trying to get kids on the Jesus train. I remember <laughs> when he released, when he released uh, future versions of the Danny Phantom crew because he wanted to get a reboot going um and everyone was like super super excited about it but that's the last thing i ever heard about butch hartman until just now and that was like almost 10 years ago unfortunately him and his wife have been into some shady shit oh wow and even um he himself is like he's not a good boss Mm -hmm. because there's three shows illuminati does it's uh multi-level mondays which that was another rabbit hole i felt i started listening to because it's all about like those mlms like cutco um pyramid schemes pyramid schemes essentially yeah come is and say we're not pyramid schemes but they're totally fucking pyramid schemes sorry mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah so that is a really good show i love listening to it um their episodes are about like 30 tw- or 20 to 30 to 40 minutes long and essentially that that helped get me through my week besides listening to brandon's episode of conversation this week which was really good oh my god i'm oh man i'm such a bad person for me yeah. towards me there there will be an episode of conversation linked below when this episode goes up tomorrow uh yes i there is a new episode of conversation out thank you for reminding me i totally forgot i, got um, I talked to andy uh Palacides, uh where, where we talk about his podcast the great derelict and we talk about fandom sci-fi fandom specifically um his journey his journey in fandom a little bit of sports fandom because he runs a formula one podcast Ooh. um which which he he says is his, is his more successful podcast. Um, all of that it was a hugely fun com- conversation. I highly recommend uh, l- listening to that one. That's one of my fa- one of my favorites I've done. Not no mean to play favorites, but still, <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, so I listened to that, and I have to definitely give a shout out to Illumin- Illuminati. It is a very well done, well researched paper of 
pretty much video essays. I learned stuff about Victoria's Secret that I never thought I would know. They're yeah. super. Oh, goddamn! What's the What's the secret? Um. Well, originally, child labor, horses. No, no, oh. no. So child horse labor. Oh no. my god, pony labor. No, god, no. Uh, essentially, um, all the really bad misogynistic things you could think about. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, especially to the models, because the models really did not like working. For I mean, it's a brand. It's a brand that's been around for ages. That is, I don't know the, for sure, but no, has, is run by men. 80s. Has been run by men probably yep. the, for the entire time. Yep. I totally believe that. And the guy who took over the business after the original founder, because the original founder committed suicide because he wasn't making enough money. Um, Whoa! Yeah, jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, that, the guy, that's the secret. Yeah. So the guy who took over. Uh, Victoria's Secret um, was is also the guy who ran the L brands or L or L whatever the, the the limited or whatever the frack the name is. Yeah, that guy was also in league with Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. Wow. Yeah, there it's just a whole bunch of uh, regret regretty in that. So you have learned all. a lot. You've learned a lot in this for this podcast. Yeah, right now an episode I'm listening to right now is about Donald Trump's is, um, stuff going to MLMs, and is that that's Unicron's head, isn't it? There's a little Unicron. Oh my Whoa! god. Yeah. Sorry, so, audio listeners, I got a green screen. I'm having a good time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially audio listeners, it's Ryan's disembodied head in space. I love it. Yeah. Tell me more. Uh, yeah, it's just some. I'm like looking. There's like so many episodes I wanted to like focus on. A family had an episode that was like I knew they were bad, but I didn't know they were that bad. Um, you got. Uh, I can't wait to to listen to an episode on Activision Blizzard because there's an episode on them, and also oh, yeah. it's all and and also all the episodes that um Illuminati's doing. It's all recent stuff. Like I think the farthest back, the only time they go super far back in a company's history is when they're talking about the history of a company. Yeah. So and now and they're like, hey, this is what's going on now. And then it's like, but also here's like my sources. Here's where. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, it's just some person on the internet trying to sound like they did their research. Oh no, Illuminati did the research. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, uh, they did an uh, an episode on Herbal Life, and I remember that because my mom did some Herbal Life when I was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so pyramid came. <laughs> yeah, mom, if you listen to this, I'm sorry, but um, they. Illuminati also did a thing on a brand called Juice Plus, which my mom is very into, and I have taken it in the past. And no, not that juicing. I know. But as I'm listening to the, I see Juice Plus because there are times where I was sick and I wasn't feeling well. My mom would be like, hey, take Juice Plus. I'm like, you feel better. Hey, take Juice Plus. Like there was a time where everywhere I I had like a common cold. She'd be like, make sure to take extra Juice Plus. That can only help. And I'm like, okay, sure. Turns out it helps brand loyal yeah it, i mean it technically it helps a tiny little bit but if you're if you're to take like a thing of juice plus compared to like maybe eat an apple and a few grapes you would get more good stuff through the apple and a few grapes than the juice plus you know i've been told an apple a day keeps the juice plus away <laughs> that's a good one any but other yeah. any other things any other things benjamin uh no besides no nah, not really uh, i saw a movie with ryan today that was fun we'll review it Oh man! Well, Ryan, do you want to go next? Spending time with Ryan—that was the fun part because we we had friendship. It was there. It was us. Um, I also didn't do a lot this week. Uh, today because it's Saturday, I worked today, so I I I worked and then I saw a movie. Um, I played some more Ghost Rider. That game continues to be there. Um, <laughs> I uh, I saw Brandon 
was playing or he, he was talking about Marvel superheroes two and Kings in that game. So I bought it for five bucks and I played it for about 30 minutes and I'm like, that's, that's about probably all I need for right now. That game's fun, but like, uh, it's a Lego game and you know, that's, it's, you know, uh, it's not bad. Not at all. Like, like it is a good game. Like it starts with the guardians and King, like all that stuff's fun. Uh, it's just cribbing the MCU very hard and like Chris Pratt and like the, that version of star Lord. I'm like, yep, I know what this is. This is cool. So, um, I'll probably play more of that later yeah that um, was that was a, a criticism i had when that game first came out because the first the first game lego marvel superheroes um mm-hmm. was very heavily like comics inspired like these are the comic oh, yeah. versions of the characters but lego marvel superheroes 2 is like now we're the mcu but they've also got the the marvel the post secret wars costumes for a lot of characters so like yeah, iron yeah. man that's the secret wars costume um so that was a weird like mesh that they tried to balance and i don't think like design wise it quite worked yeah and that's an unfortunate problem that that just marvel had in general with all of their products that weren't the movies they're trying to just ape the movies in a way to like try to get more people into that but um yeah i remember playing that first superheroes game and like that that one is totally original and fun and like mr fantastic turns into like a teapot i'm like yeah that's a good time um i played some avengers i played some fortnite I watched an episode of Motherland with Sparks, who's not here, unfortunately. I keep using my hands to gesture to places, but I got green screen <laughs> hands. Um, I saw a snake movie with Ben. Yeah. And then but that's actually, it. Actually, I there was one other thing I did I want to talk about real quick. So both of you are familiar with Limited Run Games, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What limited Run Game did you get, Ben? So um, this totally happened by happenstance i'm not gonna lie i come i'm i'm at my home i'm 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 about i'm just looking through twitter for a hot second because i'm gonna go run errands and then someone puts up a picture of these limited run games i've actually been wanting to get but they were released they're essentially variant covers exclusive only to best buy it's shantae shantae risky's revenge and shantae and the seven sirens Ooh, triple threat so and also not only that panzer paladin got a um a limited run best buy exclusive variant cover all three of these games were like 35 to 30 bucks so they weren't expensive they were they're cheap so of course i checked to see it was like when did these come out oh they came out today does my store have them oh my store has two of the games i'm looking for actually they had three but i didn't get the third one so i go to the store I look, I, I try to find it in the in the shelves. They're not there. So I ask a guy. The guy's like, well, it says we have it. Let me go check in the back. I got the only two they had. Oh, I recognize those games. Yeah, I got the original, this one. Okay. I got the original Shantae in a physical version, which I have digitally on my Switch and my 3DS, but now I have a, dig- I, I have a digital or a physical copy. This is probably going to stay sealed for a while. And the sequel, Risky's Revenge, which is, is a uh, a air quote variant cover print. Nice. Ooh, like it's still, Yeah. So these were exclusive only to Best Buy. There's nothing saying it's still a limited run. You can see the limited run number that's right there. So this is limited run game number 84. And this one is limited run 83. But yeah, so I got these because Shantae and the Seven Sirens was sold out. Sold out everywhere. Uh, ben, you, uh, I want you to handle the, the comments, but real quickly, Mag's in the comments. Mag, I'm glad to see you as always. Yeah. Woo! Uh, bringing on binge, binging on the Sopranos for first time and never seen it before. Woke up this morning. Nice. Not jumps out of a gun. Wow, wow, wow! Hell yeah, Mag. 
Uh, I read one comic this week. I actually read it Sunday after the podcast before I went to sleep. So this is a week (laughs) old. But I read The Silver Coin, number one, uh, by Chip Zdarsky and Michael Walsh. Uh, This is an anthology. Um, And I'm going to so continue to read this anthology because um, it's about a silver coin. And then the silver coin just has devastating effects on the people who who wield it. Uh, uh, Almost like a Wishmaster type of thing. Like you get the coin and then like something happens. The first one's about a rock star. You can imagine what kind of stuff happens. I posted a cool picture on my Twitter. A bunch of flames. The art's sick. Michael Walsh is great. Um, uh, It's really cool. I recommend recommend that. And then now now it's Brandon's turn. All right. Um, I also didn't do a whole lot, at least not a lot that I really wanted to talk about. Um, this was kind of a, a things are happening in my personal life that are awful. But um, I did get to watch the second GI Joe film, GI Joe Retaliation. And I've Hoo-ah. seen all. I've seen all of the GI Joe live action films. All Yay. three of them. Yay me! Wait. All three of them. What's the? Oh yeah, the third one's today. The one that we watched that we're reviewing today. What other ones? What other one was there? I wasn't crazy about the first film, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, I did enjoy this one though. Um, I thought this one was a was an improvement. They kind of decided they they decided to stick to like a a a war movie, like a military movie, and go and like peel back the the gadgetry and the the GI Jonas of it. And I think Mm -hmm. for a movie that probably works because I'm not sure that anybody really knows how to handle the GI Joes in the live action setting. Because like, after, what are they? Today, I still agree. Yeah, like, 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 what are they really? They're they're not military, but they're UN. Like, paramilitary UN task force is really vague for people who haven't like just watched the show over and over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's got a good cast. It's got The Rock and Mockingbird. What's her name? Ooh, Adrian. Malecki. Adrian Pilecki. Yes. Um, they. Uh, she's really good, and I really like her in general. I Ray Stevenson, Ray Stevenson's in it. Ray Stevenson, he plays Firefly. Right, he's cool. I remember him. Yeah, there's also a lot of Jonathan Price having a grand old time playing Zartan, who's uh, masquerading as the president. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's a lot of fun, and Zartan was always a fun character. I'm glad they they kept that character going. And it's it sucks that Arnold Vosloo, who plays him in the first film, doesn't get a lot to do in this one because he's mostly just Jonathan Price. Um, yeah. But it's still a fun character and Jonathan Price is having a good time. And you don't often see Jonathan Price just kind of dance around a set for a couple hours. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on a second. Mag is saying, hope you check one of the modern animated films. Does he talk about G.I. Joe? Or- yes. G.I. Joe. I've, okay. I've, heard, I've heard good things about those. Yeah, I think I, think I will. Um, I've yet to see... Uh, now that I've seen the bad adaptation of G.I. Joe, not to spoil the, the review, I, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Um, but I, I'm interested in seeing like what a what, what a good adaptation of G.I. Joe would be, um, if they're for me or not. G.I. Yeah. Um, Joe. One of the things, though, that I didn't like about the G.I. Joe, about the, this one is, and I get why, I get why, because it's weird that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is co- as Cobra Commander. Um but you can definitely tell it's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt because this is an actor who is not having a good time in that suit. No. Um, whereas yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the first one is having a blast. See, that's why, and I'm going to rewatch it. I don't know how soon, not to spoil my review of Snake Eyes, but like I kind of don't really care about G.I. Joe at the moment. Um, <laughs> but like that first movie does have the camp and the big like where action figures being smashed around yeah. that like retaliation doesn't really have. 
that it is kind of just a it's a better movie but it's kind of just like a war movie like you said so like there could be a good mix of that and i'm just like yeah i'm just i'm wondering what what it what it is is it like a netflix show yeah, is it like that's- a that's exactly my thing. I think that I think GI Joe exists in between both those movies. Yeah, because it is it is it is war stuff, but it is big gadgets. Like yeah. it's like you can have both. Yeah. Um, and I think I think the first film was right to go a little sillier, but I also think this film was right to go a little bit more serious. Um, yeah. I just think that there's the middle ground that they probably could have found that they just haven't yet. Um, and the way they write up Destro is ridiculous, and I hate it. Yeah, because literally at the end of the first film, it's not a spoiler, like twenty year old movie. But when they, it's only like eleven years, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. They they give Destro like the face. He becomes like it's Christopher Eccleston, and they and he gets like the face, the the chrome face, and mm-hmm. then like Cobra Commander like does that specifically to save Destro's life and be like, we're gonna we're gonna rule the Cobras together, Destro, and you can call me Cobra Commander. But in the second one, Cobra Commander is freed, and he just looks at Destro and goes you're out of the band. And then he, they killed Destro. Yeah. And I was like, that's I weird. That. I remember that. It's the problem when like, you have an entirely new creative team, like make the sequel and you're just like, Oh, we got to like, who cares about that other guy, I guess. Yeah. But I, I've been, I've been a little harsh on it because I want to talk about like, there's, there's reshoots that this movie does, that that movie does that kind of makes it a little dis- disjointed. T- Jane Tatum is in the movie far longer than he should be. Um, but the snake eye sequence is largely disconnected from the film. It, he doesn't connect to the film until about an hour, maybe less into the movie. And I was wondering why he's in the movie until a spectacular action sequence happens on the side of a mountain with a yeah, zip yeah, line. It's in the trailers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. I even posted yeah. the, the clip on I even posted the clip on Twitter. You can, I filmed my TV. <laughs> um, it's, awesome it's one of the best choreographed sequences i've seen uh it totally made the movie for me it was a lot of fun there's a there's a there's a bit where, where like bad guys are ziplining after after snake eyes and uh one guy slams into the side of a mountain and another guy slams into him i just loved it loved it but that's all i have to say about that one so i'll move on um i watched the loki uh marvel assembled special that dropped on disney plus this week that's right uh, it's not my favorite of the assembled series. There's uh, like the Disney Plus shows. There's three episodes out: One Division, Falcon, Winter Soldier, both of which I enjoyed. The Loki one was definitely a flop piece, and I I'm a little tired of the current trend of behind the scenes footage, of behind the scenes specials, just being like, we thought about doing this for the movies, so we did that, and this went really well. So we you know we cast this person, we wanted to cast this person, so we cast that person, like. Special special features used to kind of show the struggles of, of what a movie went through to, to get made, and those were not necessarily candid, but you look at like the director in The Jedi, which is a great documentary of, uh, about the making of The Last Jedi, and you look at the, the whatever the hell the one in The Rise of Skywalker is, which is just beat by beat, here's what we decided to do for this te- for the scene, here's what we did that, and that's what the Loki one does. Uh, it's just like, that we did. we thought about this scene, we thought about that scene, and I'm looking, I'm sitting here going like, there's footage in this movie. There's footage in this documentary. There's footage in your trailers that are clearly from a different show that you filmed because this was supposed to be a different show before you started filming 90% of the show in the pandemic. You don't mention the pandemic once. Like, I just yeah. wanted more of that. Maybe, maybe they just want fluff pieces, unfortunately. 
And that's fine. Disney was yeah. the person who like started it. And now Warner Brothers is doing it. The Godzilla versus Kong special features are a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I get it. And I understand it because you don't want to tell people you struggled with something. Mm-hmm. But I, I miss the older special features, the ones that actually told you like the struggles they had to make the movie and made the movies feel a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, but that's definitely it's definitely like a thing where I just feel like special features just aren't what they used to be. I yeah. don't know if this it's like a weird like old man thing of like I remember back in my day get a two disc Blu-ray and it had all of the special features and three hour making of the movie. Like, they also stop, but they stopped putting uh, deleted scenes in, in, in special features also. Yeah. Um, seemingly to imply like the Godzilla vs. Kong Blu-ray should have had all the deleted scenes or at least some of them because if you're telling me that you that everything you filmed ended up in that movie I'm calling you a liar yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah man I feel like there's also like I say like a lot I just realized goodness <laughs> um, I'm gonna try to stop that right now they want to put out multiple uh, like skews and different versions of something so they'll put out the regular version that doesn't have any of the special features for yeah. you know 30 bucks but then they they know you'll buy the 4k blu-ray double edition with all the special features for 50 bucks or whatever i'm like that kind of sucks yeah that's i mean that's that's the thing about like marvel the infinities the infinity saga box set has all the special features that they never included in their movies and i'm like gotta gotta earn it gotta want that's cool but i don't want to pay 300 dollars just to see it the hulk bursting out of the hulkbuster uh i do want to see that 250 though maybe maybe (laughs) um and I I played more of Knockout City. I love that game. I talked about it last week. Um, but like like Ryan, I played more of Lego Marvel Super Heroes too. I never beat it a hundred percent, so I'm kind of I'm deciding to do that now, uh, going back through and getting all the collectibles and all the characters and whatnot. But one of the cool things that I noticed is when is that I was able to download all the DLC for the game. Nice. I hadn't played any of until now. The DLC are mostly movie tie-ins, so you get like a Black Panther, an Ant-Man of the Wasp, an Infinity War, um, but you also get a Runaways, a Cloak and Dagger, um, a Champions pack. The Champions pack is really cool because it comes with Sparky, the Vision's dog, um, and he actually catches a frisbee, a, a Captain America shield, like he does in the the cover. <laughs> um, the Champion set comes with Amadeus Cho. Uh, as the Hulk, as the Totally Awesome Hulk, and you can transform him from Amadeus Show to the Totally Awesome Hulk. Um, it comes with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur was a lot of fun because it's just a T Rex running through New York, and that's fun. <laughs> um, but there's also a Guardians of the Galaxy one where you can play as Ego, and Ego could turn into a planet. Is that the <laughs> size of a cool. planet, right? <laughs> no, it's not the size of a planet, but he turns into the fa- the planet with a face, and he can roll around. Amazing. Um, I, the the DLC were a lot of fun to play, and it kind of gave me new content that I didn't, uh, I, I that I had just not played before. Some e- just extra content, um, and all those levels were a lot of fun. The Infinity War one you could play as the Black Order and Thanos, uh, and came with a lot of really cool characters that I just never got to play with before. How many? How many does it say total? Do you know how many characters? I know there's a lot. Uh, how many? There's like over. There's like almost two hundred characters in that game. It's a lot of characters, and none That's of them are X Men. because you know you know what era that was Uh, (laughs) you could have a whole you could have a whole lego x-men game with 200 x-men characters 
the thing is the the for those of you who don't know there was a period of marvel where they just didn't include the x-men of fantastic four and uh wait other things. wait how many how many inhumans are in there though uh black bolt medusa and crystal? lockjaw crystal? crystal oh yeah crystal okay then you got the, you got the important ones okay cool yeah uh yeah, yeah there, there are inhuman characters in the game uh lockjaw is fun to play because he's a bulldog and mm-hmm. uh, i just like lockjaw um i really like the character powers dynamics of that one but uh the the x-men just weren't included and the fantastic four the fantastic four were dead at the time but you could play as the x-men and the fantastic four in the first lego marvel superheroes so mm-hmm. it's like come on people yeah all that's right just dumb that's just dumb business the last thing i want to talk about is um i've been talking about the tales of arcadia series that Guillermo de toro and mark guggenheim do on uh netflix for a long time um troll hunters three below and um wizards are, are three great series that showcase some of the best of, of uh, dreamworks animation a final movie came out the avengers endgame of the troll of the tales of arcadia franchise um this is troll hunters rise of the titans gorgeous animation awesome fight sequences there's a there's a sequence where a robot comes out of an alien portal and fights a titan um and it's straight out of pacific rim and the physics simulation is great and it feels like you're watching pacific rim for a second um awesome character work all the character arcs come to a great a a great kind of conclusion and i really love it until the last five minutes whoa because it ended no no they make a decision that i will not spoil for anyone but they make a decision that I'm not sure I'm okay with because it fundamentally changes everything that had come before. And I don't think in a good way. Oh, everything you knew is wrong. Not necessarily that it's like, it's, this is going to be vague as hell that only Ryan's going to get. Do you remember when Green Lantern, when it was revealed that Hal Jordan Green Lantern was only Green Lantern because he was closer to the ring than Guy Gardner. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that's a oh, similar feeling. Does it like feel like it takes away like the character's like earn or like like power or like growth or something? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I don't even know like what it is, but yeah, that always sucks no matter what. Especially for like yeah. an end thing. That's that's a bummer, dude. That's a- and this is a franchise that I really love. Like multiple moments of this movie, I was crying. I I thought a lot of the character developments. It was really great seeing some of these characters again. Uh, uh, awesome, awesome stuff. And then they make a decision where I'm like. Could you end the movie? Could you end the movie five minutes earlier in your mind, and then everything's okay? You would need a different epilogue because oh, something stays- something really catastrophic happens at the before this happens that ends a character arc really beautifully, really tragically. And if you had just kind of continued, fine, you're fine. Yeah, but they didn't, and they did something else. And I'm like, and um, this, hmm. this for sure is an end. It's not like oh, we might continue it in this way. Yeah, this is Mark Guggenheim has been talking about it, like this was the ending that we always envisioned. And wow. I'm like, was it though? That sounds like a bummer. Because again, like, and I'm trying to like rectify the fact that like 95% of this movie is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep that in my mind. That, like the 95% yeah. of that movie is brilliant and I loved it. I really just wish I didn't remember that last bit. Yeah, that that does that does sound like a bummer. Yeah, because like yeah. again. <laughs> everything is great but then you still have to like get somewhere for it to like mean something and yeah. like if it doesn't mean anything you're like oh well 
the journey. Oh no. There, there's a great they introduced new like trolls, like they introduced dragon trolls, um, where the, the two dragons uh or the two like real dragons have to have to like fight their way out of to get this like spear. It's oh uh it's chewing on something, sorry. No. Okay. Um there's a so there's a lot of great stuff and there's a lot of great animation. Um I really like the cast as always. Um real quickly, Captain Hook from Once Upon a Time is one of the main characters, and that was awesome to find out. Bruh. That guy rocks. Hmm. Bruh. Colin O'Donohue, I think. Nice. I'm thinking of Rumpelstiltskin. Never mind. Different guy. No, that's oh, no, um that's Robert Carlyle. Robert yeah. Carlyle. Yeah. He's the best. Also played Durza in Aragon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I still want him to be the doctor. He could be a cool dog. Yeah. He'll oh, be man. Cool He'd be intense. Yeah, wouldn't he? All yeah. right. But that's all I got. That's really all I should say. I wish I could say more about Troll Hunters, but I'd have to spoil it. And I know Sparks is interested in the franchise, and I don't know how many of other how many other people are interested. But I don't want to say too much more. But Yeah, definitely don't ruin, like, the end game. Yeah. 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 But that's what this was, the end game. And that was really yeah. cool to watch. That's good. All right. Shall we do our B&B? Let's get into the bees. Should, uh, or we should just sit around in silence for 20 minutes actually can we not, <laughs> not. Um, alright so we got some miscellaneous news up top um, all right. we kind of go in descending order uh, we are going to talk about Comic Con a little later but there's not a lot about Comic Con this, this year because it's at home again So, oh my god I didn't even know it was Comic Con right? <laughs> until like I saw someone talk about it and I'm like oh my god what Yeah, I, I, watched the, I watched a couple panels uh, they're fine yeah, I yeah. only knew that uh, Comic-Con was at home again because someone I went to high school with is working for Lord & Miller, and she posted a thing on Instagram, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. If I wake up in time, I'll totally watch it. And I totally did not wake up in time to watch it. I'm sorry, okay. Aubrey. Um, all right, so Dune. We're actually going to be talking about Dune twice in this in, in, in this uh, bread and butter section. Dune, the sisterhood, has a showrunner now. Um, this is the new spinoff prequel to the movie coming up. Apple TV. HBO Max, actually. HBO Max, that's what I said. <laughs> um, Diane Adamu John, who is the who is one of the executive producers and I think main writer, not Mike Flanagan, on the on the Haunting of Blind Manor, mm-hmm. has been hired as showrunner. That's awesome. Um, that second season, I don't I don't think is as strong as the first, but it's definitely got really good like character stuff. So like mm-hmm. like Dune's all about like cool characters. So like that's cool. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for. I'm glad that they have faith in Dune. Yeah, I'm glad that the show is still happening because, like, I just, man, I just don't know how how well that movie's gonna do, man. I just I don't. Know. I'm, I'm worried, worried about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Mags says best thing about DBZ. Uh, ben, real quickly, yeah. pop it up. Yeah, he says, uh, same DBZ on sleeping in. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a deep there's something for Dragon Ball Super that we will talk about oh. later. I was like, what's um, he mean about sleeping in? I was like. Marvel Studios um, kind of let it slip. Victoria Alonso, who is the executive VP on uh, at film at Marvel Studios, and I think someone being groomed to replace Kevin Feige in ten years. Oh, oh yes, yes, I remember you saying that. Yes, um, this says they are launching a mini studio that is dedicated to a- to animation. Good. Yeah. Listen, real quick, we got time. Uh, we we've talked about it before, but like a decade ago, Marvel was was the bee's knees. Spectacular Spider-Man, Wolverine, and the X-Men, and then there was another one. There's another one. Avengers, it. Earth's Mighty. Avengers, Heroes. yes, thank you. Earth's Mighty Heroes, yes, that one's great. Uh, Trifecta. They were gonna do all kinds of mergers, and then just like you know, Bing Bang Bomb, not gonna happen. And now we just got a bunch of shows that are just fine. They're all just fine, 
they're just fine and that's nothing is worse than just fine you guys that's i don't so even remember what spider-man show we're on it's called spider-man i think it's just called spider-man just spider-man yeah just young but is that what happened to ultimate spider-man that's gone right yeah, exactly. See, I like I don't I don't I don't see this shit anymore. I don't know anymore. I stopped caring. Um, it's gone. I agree with Ryan hardcore. Those three shows are awesome. Um some of the best Marvel some of the best animation, uh, especially Marvel animation ever. Um I I think this means that they're so they said they're working this is probably what's going to be working on what if from now on should what if continue past these two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um plus more I'm wondering if they mean spinoffs to what if like series dedicated to some of the characters introduced or, um, or is it going to be like new things set within the MCU proper? Yeah. Um, um why not both? Quick. So Max said Spider-Man ultimate finishes run. Good gotcha. for them. There we go. Yeah. Okay, um, but who did maximum venom? Was that ultimate or was that Spider-Man? Mag will tell us. Mag? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Mag help. Um, it, I, I, I want to imagine that it will be a, anim, a pure or like, like a real animated show. Not that what if isn't, but you know what I mean? Like an actual, like, oh, this is our, our, our new Spider-Man animated show for, for Marvel or whatever, you know, oh, or sure. Iron Man show or whatever. Um, uh, cause like, what if's cool, but like, I don't want their animated stuff just be what if, like they got, yeah. they can branch out. I, I think that, I think it would be fun. It would be good of them to branch out and do different animation styles. Um, yes. I don't know if this means that the, this is for... This is for like replacing those shows that are on Disney XD, though. Uh, I think this is just what just is just for Disney Plus. Yeah, because they did say it was like a smaller unit, so it wouldn't be like pumping out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and I think the the Disney animation stuff is run by a different studio, like run by Disney Animation. I don't know for sure though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, anybody reading the Kaiju score? No. I have my hand up. I read the first two issues. Well, it's getting a movie. I don't know if we knew this before. Oh. Oh no, we didn't. That's awesome. Uh, it's uh, spicy. Brian and Mark Gunn, who wrote *Brightburn*, um, and *Journey to the Mysterious Island*, which I just found out. Also, um, James Gunn's brothers. Yeah, well, uh, Mark is his cousin. Brian is his brother. There you go. There you go. Um, I just I just found that out. Uh, they are writing the upcoming adaptation of the of the book, which is about a heist that takes place during a kaiju attack. It's a great it's a great premise like very much like like Army of the Dead. What if like we do a heist during a zombie invasion? Like what if like what Godzilla is attacking a city so you go rob a bank? Like it's yeah. it's a cool I idea. Feel like yeah. we talked about this before. I think we talked about it when it was announced. The book. Okay. Yeah. I think Yeah, cuz yeah. I Yeah, cuz I picked it up cuz I heard about it. Yeah. All right. Some casting news. Um Star Wars Ahsoka. <laughs> Had two bits that are rumors, and I want to emphasize rumors. Oh, the best rumors. Um, Mena Masoud, Masoud uh, who was Aladdin in the Aladdin remake, uh, has supposedly cast as Ezra Bridger, which, if true, good for him because he's been struggling since Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And Lars Mikkelsen, who played General uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn in Rebels, has mm-hmm. been cast in the live action Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's that's like that's a nerd's wet dream, you guys. Yeah. Like for real. Uh, uh, also, Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Lots of brother stuff going around. Um, that dude's voice is so good. Thrawn is so good. Um, I like the Aladdin enough. I want to see that guy succeed more. Um, yeah. But I just really like that dude. Looks like Ezra. Hell yeah. Like hell yeah. I mm-hmm. think it'd be really cool if this is true. Um, 
because bringing in these characters, I, I've wanted them to finish that story in this time frame anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping, hoping that this is true. Yeah. Um, man, I just want to, Thrawn's like, of all the characters I want to see in live action, like Thrawn is like my number one for real. Yeah. Like that dude's got such a personality, so intimidating and like, so not like other characters in, in Star Wars where I'm like, oh, we, I, I need to see him real, real man. I really, I still really wish that he was Richard E. Grant's character in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Is Thrawn, how, do, do we know how his age works like? Well, no, like, Lars is old. What am I talking about? I mean, we also don't know how, how old he is at all. Chiss, the Chiss, is that right? He's a Chiss? I thought he's against the Chiss. No, I thought he was a Chiss, and then he went against his own people because the Empire. He's like he knew they'd win. But the current books isn't aren't the current books that he he doesn't go against his own people. He goes to the Empire to try and save his own his people from the Chiss. Did they, did they change that? Because I like it better when he was an asshole. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read the books. I'm only here. It's only hearsay. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, like I'm pretty sure like the Empire came to his land, and he's like, "Oh, let me help you take this place over, and then you'll and then like I'll get a spot with you guys." Uh, he, yeah, he I, I know. I know his backstory is different than it was in the original uh, three books. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I don't know exactly what the changes were, and obviously okay. I don't know his, his species name. But I, the chist is somewhere there. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Wait, wait, Mag, where are you at with our chist update? <laughs> <laughs> Mag is now our fact checker. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Injustice: Gods Among Us, the movie, had uh, some news drop this week quite a bit of news probably too. means we're getting a trailer soon yeah yes um it will be based on the game and the comic written by tom taylor i would good. hope so because the comics so. are where the real good stories <laughs> yeah i mean don't give me i like the story of the game but damn that book is good and they specifically mentioned the tom taylor one which means it's just injustice year one two and part of three because brian buccioletto took over after that right yeah um, but yeah, awesome. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. We got a um, cast too, right? We do have a cast, but we also have a director and a writer. Um, Matt Peters, who directed Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Okay. We, we like that one. Yeah, did. is directing it. This is also the producer who did Mortal Kombat Legends, which Ooh. explains why it's the same. We saw it. We had some art. It's the same art style from that movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's written by Ernie Altbacker, who is currently writing Batman Hush, the two-part animated feature. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Um, which is good. I liked it. But wow. yes, as are Ryan said, we Hush? have a cast. Are we doing Hush again? The movie? Yeah. It's out. The two-parter? Yeah, the two-parter. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, yeah. The, the Long Halloween out. is... Yeah, that came out already. Oh, I'm sorry. The oh. Long Halloween. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Boy. Oops. I was just, I was about to freak out because I'm like, wait, but they already did hush in the Dakamu. We didn't, we watch it? The Dakamu. You're right. Like they they really messed up Tommy Elliott in that movie. I was pissed. I'm really happy you brought that up because now I'm confused. So either this is the writer for Hush or the Long Halloween. So figure out which one. Both are good. Both are good. So whatever. All right. I I thought we didn't like the Hush movie. I don't. I don't like how it ends, but I like it fine. Because they changed the ending, and it doesn't it's make any sense. It, yeah, I. It's been a while. You know, keep going. I, I forget. The <laughs> cast has been announced, though. I just had a mere brain aneurysm for a second. Smallville's own. This is us's own. 
Aquaman failed TV pilot's own Justin Hartley Justin. will play Superman. Look at him. Good for him. Everybody, I like him. Everybody gets a turn. Anson Mount in Humans' own Star Trek Discovery Season 2's own Anson mm-hmm. Mount will play Hell Batman. On Hell on I'm Wheels. I'm sorry. Hell on Wheels. He'll play who? Batman. Oh! Oh, yeah. He He's good. Yeah, I think that's great. I think yeah. both of these so far are great casting. Yeah. Uh, Laura Bailey, uh, who is uh, um, last, last of Us, right? She is literally every... She's like she's the most prominent female voice actor in the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's going to be Lois Lane, so not Beautiful. a big part there. Cool. Um, and Ramakushna. Uh, oh, that, oh, and also like, uh, uh, like an uh, like an Indian god, cool. Yeah, the Indian god of death. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach Callison will play Damien and Jimmy Olsen. Okay. Uh, Brian T. Delaney will play Green Lantern. Brandon Michael Hall will play Cyborg. Edwin Hodge will play Mister Terrific and Killer Croc. Oliver Hudson will play Plastic Man. Gillian Jacobs from Community will play Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Yuri Lowenthal who we mm-hmm. like, Spider-Man, um, will play uh, Mirror Master, Flash, and Shazam. Look oh, at wow. him. Triple duty. Yeah. Derek Phillips will play Nightwing and Aquaman. Uh, World-famous comedian Kevin Pollack will play Joker and Jonathan Kent, the senior. Mm-hmm. That's uh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think his voice works. Yeah, for Kevin, for, for Joker, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Uh, Anika Nani Rose will play Catwoman. Reed Scott will play Green Arrow and Victor Zaz. Ferran Tahir, who was um, the the bad guy, not Obadiah Stane, but the bad guy from Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the captain from the beginning of Star Trek 09. Yes. Uh, he'll play oh. Ra's al Ghul. Oh, oh, I know. I remember that. Oh, wow. He is a good choice for a ratio for race, what Ra's flavor. Uh, Fred. Tadasiori will play Captain Adam. Hell yeah. Uh, J- Janet Varney will play Wonder Woman. And Andrew nice. Morgado will play Mira Ma- will play a Mirror Master Soldier. Man, they got all the they got all the characters in there. Cool. That's an awesome cast. It yeah, is. it really is. Um right. uh, man. Well, quick little thing, but while you get your thoughts, uh Mag is saying about Admiral Thrawn. All I know is that he is loyal to his people, but would like to know more on the books or comics. Okay, so he's probably loyal to his people in the new in the new continuity. Gotcha. Probably. Um, yeah, I think this cast is incredible. I'm curious because again, they're not they're not pulling from um, like the other volumes. They're only pulling from the Tom Taylor stuff. I wonder if Injustice, if this movie will be one self-contained story, or there will be. Uh, what I mean is like, is one movie going to cover all of Injustice One? Is what I mean. Right. Is Injustice 2 going to be Injustice 2 with Brainiac and shit? Or are we going to get multiple Injustices around this era? Because I think I'd rather get that because there's so much story. This makes Mm -hmm. me feel like that might be trying to tie it all into one thing, uh, which isn't a bad thing, but it makes me think of Flashpoint where you see so many different characters just thrown at you. So maybe that worries me a little bit, but we'll see. No, I totally understand. I'm curious about that too, uh, because Injustice, like the game, if you're making it based off the game, then you have two versions of each character showing up. Uh, because that's what yeah. the plot of the game is. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if instead, and what I've wanted them to do anyway, when I said that I wanted them to make it like the third story in Injustice, or just a story in Injustice, is if they're going to change it significantly enough that the animated version of Injustice wouldn't follow the game specifically. There'll be oh, different, yeah. there'll be changes. 
so it yeah it would be like it would be like a true adaptation where it, it takes like the core story but changes things about it yeah yeah well, like like scorpion's revenge did for for mortal Kombat. yeah i don't see why not yeah yeah i'd really like to see that as long um, as we as long as we still get superman lasering billy batson's face in <laughs> or uh people were talking about online uh that book gets brutal but the people are talking yeah. about online about how much they hate the nightwing death and i'm like i i really like oh, it. where he just trips well no he gets hit in the head by damien and he falls on a rock oh that's right right yeah yeah it breaks his neck oh you uh, okay he it wasn't announced but i know it's in the later book when a uh, martian manhunter invades wonder woman's body oh yeah man has to heat vision wonder woman to get martian manhunter out of her yeah yes. there's a lot of really cool scenes in that book or, or uh when when bizarro and jimmy olsen are, are good friends and bizarro just drops jimmy olsen and kills him god oh i, I think i forgot that, that part that's a, that's a brutal moment no but i do remember is when uh superman killed oliver queen in a fortress of solitude and the ghost uh-huh. projection of Jorel is like you've killed and oh, then, and then both sets of, like the, the adoptive parents are talking to the the ghosts of the or the computer ghosts of the of the Kryptonian parents, and they're like, "I tried to we tried to raise him," and he's like, and then Jor-El says one of the most unthinkable lines in any Superman book is like, "I'm sorry, I sent my son to your world." Yeah, uh, like, and hey, that, that Tom Taylor, Injustice <laughs> Two, uh, just as good, just as brutal. Yeah, there are some crazy scenes in that one that I I, I can't I wait for you guys to experience. I haven't finished the game of Injustice Two. I, I haven't. I read haven't. the I read the comic first. I'm going to play the game now because the comic is a prequel. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they can't have Superman escaping from that maximum security prison in the comic, or else there's no game. True. True. All right. Batgirl, the HBO Max Batgirl adaptation, has cast its Barbara Gordon, Leslie Grace, from In the Heights, will play Barbara Gordon. Nice. Do. Do we know if this is if this is tied to Jeffrey Wright, uh, 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 Commissioner Gordon? If anything, it's tied. If it's tied to anything, it would be the DCEU. So, um, J.K. Simmons. Okay, that makes sense. You know, I forgot. I forgot he was oh, he was also Gordon. Yeah, historically, um, okay. historically Hispanic J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, not that again. Not that that matters really or anything. Like kids can can be whatever. Um, I'm just cu- I'm just curious if like if this is going to be its own thing, if it because like you it, you kind of can't have a Batgirl without Batman. Like I mean, you can do it. Like if you want to make a Venom out of it, but like you know there is origins in, in the character. Um, I'm just excited it's happening. Wish it wasn't on HBO Max, but like it's cool that it's happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leslie Grace is a. I've only seen her in the Heights. And I really liked her. Um, cool. I, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, Warner Brothers is also planning ten original HBO Max films uh, next year. Nice. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Superman. The internet willed this one into existence. Michael B. Oh. Jordan is officially oh. developing a Val Zod centered Superman movie this for one. HBO Max. A lot of people yeah. were trending for this one, and I'm actually kind of glad they got it because Michael B. Jordan can definitely pull up Alzad. Uh, he is he is producing it with his production company, and he will. He it's likely he'll star, but he has committed. Okay. Yeah, we talked about this. I don't know, like when when this first happened, like months and months ago. Oh, um, with like with the story of, talking about. I feel about like this happened years ago, actually. Well, so this so he's been in the running to pl- to replace Henry Cavill as Superman for a while. He's there's talks, there's not talks, there's talks. There's a lot of going around. The Ta-Nehisi Coates Superman film with J.J. Abrams 
came out and we all thought it was that 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 this is that what that was Mm. but that is that is separate to this so there are two african-american superman films uh black superman films in development right on um yeah valzad's the president right president president no that's calvin ellis Ah, i don't remember valzad is the superman from earth uh, 2's earth 2 that's right yeah uh, earth 2 yeah uh, he was he was found uh, after Superman and Batman were killed uh, many years later. Uh, he's created by Tom Taylor and Nicola Scott. That's yeah. right. Yeah, oh, right, right, right. I just I follow Nicola Scott. And he has and he develops a bit of a crush for uh, Power Girl. He's got a sweet costume too. The the silver I mean, and blue is awesome. I love that costume so much. Yeah, I Ben and I were the only two people who read that book. Hey, yeah. okay, let's be honest. That book when Valzad showed up, started getting really, really good. No, I'll admit when Tom Taylor was writing it, it was pretty good. It just never felt like it felt like the ultimate unit. It felt like the ultimate universe did when it was dying before secret wars. Yeah. But that was the entirety of the Earth two book. So it felt exhausting. Yeah. I definitely, I'm definitely, I think I bought the first issue. I don't remember if I liked it. Well, Tom Taylor didn't write the first issue. That makes sense. Yeah. Are we talking about, we're talking about, it wasn't World's Earth End. Yeah, Earth 2, but World's End wasn't when Valzad was introduced, was it? No, he was introduced before that. World's End came much right. after. Right. World's End was the tie-in to Convergence, Ryan, if you remember that. Uh... I'm trying to forget Convergence as much as I can. It just, it, I, it just won't let me forget about it. <laughs> I just kind of feel really bad. Because okay. Future's, End, Future's End, Batman Eternal, and World's End were going on at the same time, and they were all leading to Convergence. And I was like, uh, oh, three God. weekly series at one time. I... I just, I, I'll just never forget, uh, uh, because Secret Wars was coming out at the same time, yeah. um, around the same time, and I'm just like, the greatest event Marvel's ever published versus whatever the fart this comic book is, man. <laughs> to talk about two, two, two different, they were at such different levels in like 2012 or whatever, man. It's nuts, bananas. That was when know. we found the real Brainiac. What really pissed me off about Future Zone is we killed Terry McGinnis. Oh. Yeah, he's back. He's he's back, back. though. Yeah, he's, he's back. Thank goodness he's back because I was mad. The the Batman Beyond book that came out of Future's End was so confusing because it wasn't the Future's End book. Future's End was so bad. Like they were just like Future's End. For those of you who don't remember, I'm gonna really, really quickly just say, Future's End was 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 to- sold to us as like 35 years in the future. Brother Eye has taken over. It's older versions of the characters trying to survive a barren wasteland. And then that's the that's the not. That's the free comic book day issue and the first issue. And then Zero they send issue. then they send Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, first time in canon, uh, like direct canon interacting with everyone, mm-hmm. um, goes back in time. But messed up. To five years before, but to five years after the new 52, the current new 52 timeline. And that was the book. And just yeah. everything was just sad and whatever. And everyone had, had uh, tie-ins and things. Adam, that zero issue for Future's End is still probably like the best issue because like yeah. it starts so hard and like the final the final page is like Batman like dying like screaming to like like go get help or whatever and I'm like oh man this is gonna be great and then I then it wasn't then yeah it was then bad. it wasn't and yeah, it was all not... about it was all about Brainiac coming to steal that timeline to put into Convergence because that's what Brainiac did he stole timelines before they were rebooted Talos. Hey, it gave us there were there were some good tie-ins, you know. 
there were some good times. Those are the best parts because you got to see like older versions of characters that you hadn't seen before in a long Lois time. Lois and Clark and babies. Yeah, first appearance of John Kent. Batwoman news. Sparks. Uh, unfortunately, Sparks isn't here to comment on this, but Victoria Cart- Cartagena has been cast as Renee Montoya. And I say cast, not recast, because she is playing a different version of Renee Montoya than the one she played on Gotham season one. This is weird. This is, this is, this is, one, of those, this is one of those situations where like you think it'd be cool that like they're replaying the same character they played before, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're playing a different version of the same character they played before. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say that's cool, but like this is one of those opportunities where like you could have got a new a new actor to play that role. Um, like whatever. Cool. But also she had to audition for this. Like they they took out a casting call and people auditioned and they were like She's still the okay, best. Okay. <laughs> she's still the she's still the best. I to be fair, I liked I watched Gotham season one is the only season of Gotham I ever watched, and I liked mm-hmm. Renee Montoya. I was glad that she was in it. Uh so I guess it's not a bad thing, but it's just really weird. Yeah. Maybe maybe they, they have a good... They want to do good stuff with her, and they know that she's a good Renee. So they're like, hey, why yeah. not give her the chance to to do that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Ben, did you want to say something about this that you look like you did? Yeah, no, he loves, okay. he loves Gotham. Biggest fan. Um, Anna Torov has been cast in The Last of Us as Tess. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, um, she was on Fringe. Yes. female on fringe yes last of us is so good tess is a great character that's great and we're getting that that show which is apparently yes. the most expensive show that hbo has done more than game of thrones that's what they said damn all right it's just a post-apocalypse like what, what, there's no dragons what's going mm-hmm. on here inflation it's probably all the cg for all like the overgrown death no that's a know. good point if they if they want like to have like really good like special effects for all the zombies and stuff because they're not just yeah. regular zombies they're like mushroom people yeah, yeah the clickers right yeah I haven't played uh, last of us but I know about the clickers also yeah. inflation yeah money Pedro uh, get paid okay uh, Pedro oh god all right Black Panther Wakanda Forever the sequel to Black Panther uh, has cast Michaela Cole from I May Destroy You. As an undisclosed cast, undisclosed character. Sweet, cool. She's not Storm. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see that uh, the guy who plays Ursa Major was like, "I was so happy to play the first mutant in the MCU," and everyone's like, "Oh man, oh, let him have it." He yeah, got cut out what? of the movie. It, it's that meme where it's like someone looks around and is like, "All right, who's gonna tell him?" Because it ain't gonna be me. Yeah. Sorry, Ursa. You're on the cutting room floor. Still, I hope you come back and they're actually a bear. Please. Um, guys, do you remember the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? This is comic book news, by the way. I do. We read it. We read it. There's yeah. a show. There was a show. There was a show. I watched some of it. Well, after eight issues, after officially not being canceled from Archie, and the first eight issues have been out for years, there's been an entire show in between that time. The ninth issue is finally coming. To finish the Witch War story arc that started in issue seven. Holy shit. In 2017. Uh, issue nine is finally being released on October 13th. Um, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is the writer of Chilling Adventures, Afterlife with Archie, Riverdale, and the Chilling Adventures TV series, is finishing that story arc. 
and he says he's going to continue the series. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and Robert after, Hack after nine, he's going to continue it. Yeah, he's going to keep going because it was supposed to be an ongoing. Mm, okay, see yeah, you in four right. years. Yeah. Um, Robert Hack, who is the artist on those issues, uh, is also returning. Cool. I mean, that's nice. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, life gets in the way. Like, I get it. Like, uh, Hickman released, like, the final issue of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, literally, like, 15 years later. So, like, it's weird, but it's kind of cool that these things do get to happen. Do we know why Sabrina's been on hiatus for so long? Is it an Archie problem, or is it a writer thing? It's because he's been the showrunner for Chilling Adventures Sabrina TV series on Netflix and Riverdale on CW. He's too busy. Makes sense. Okay. Um, That's honestly why, after Life with Archie and Chilling Adventures Sabrina are officially not canceled, but they haven't had issues in years. They're just uh, chilling. Just the longest delay in years. What was that? Dying in the Dead? Was that the book that John Hickman did? Yeah, I don't know if that ever finished. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I read the first three issues. That was really good. I also, I don't even remember that book, but I definitely read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's also going to be starting a, a sequel series to the to the animated, it's not an animated show, to the live action show on Netflix. Uh, called The Occult World of Sabrina. Hmm. Its first story arc will be Whatever Happened to Sabrina. Um, so so he's going to continue the other book, and then he's going to do a new sequel to the show book. Yes. He's a busy guy. <laughs> um, Audrey Audrey Mock will be doing the story, will be doing the art for this one. So he's doing two Sabrina, Chilling Adventure Sabrina books, one set in the comic book continuity, one set in the TV show continuity. I mean hmm. that's cool. Get get that get that money, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he he he's doing another show. He's doing he did three shows. Chilling Adventures was canceled, so he's just got Riverdale and that other show that I don't remember at this time. Nancy still going on. What? Yeah. Riverdale, yeah. Riverdale still going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's one of the most popular shows on the CW. Oh yeah, it's huge. He it's huge. Um, I don't know for how much longer it will go on though. Mm-hmm. I dropped off halfway through season two, so I'm done. I never watched the second episode. Yeah, I watched the pilot. I watched the first season and I liked it. I I I I don't remember anything ever, but I remember this. You guys talked about the pilot episode of Riverdale on the fake nerd podcast on an episode that I was going to Chicago to visit my mom because I listened to it on the plane and I'm like, this sounds weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, but I do remember that episode. All right. Black Panther Legends, the new book coming from Marvel Comics, uh, written by Tochi Onyebuchi, and with art by Sator Fiadzigbi. Dope. Those are names. Um, Those are are really names. Um, This will be a four-issue miniseries, and uh, real quickly, just the synopsis is T'Challa and Hunter are brothers growing up in the idyllic royal palace of Wakanda. Theirs goes beyond the usual sibling rivalry, though. Hunter, although older, is adopted, and T'Challa is the true heir to the throne. Both brothers wrestle with fairness and the future, readying themselves for responsibility when tragedy strikes and takes the choice from them. Interesting. Hmm. Is this like a is this like a, a, a hidden brother we didn't know about thing? Because I, I guess so. Yeah, it sounds like or is this does this sounds like an Elseworlds or like uh, oh this is a new story for T'Challa. They say it's an origin story for T'Challa, but I guess they didn't clarify if it was the main T'Challa or a different one. Okay. I mean, it could be it could be yeah, could like a, like a, a 21st century origin for him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, could be. That's cool, you know. I just hope it doesn't More... turn into a Lion King thing. Oh no. 
brother, oh. help me. Oh, Jesus. That, that's what you meant. I was Tachaka! like, there was a Lion King origin story? No, no, no. I mean, technically there was, but no, no. I'm talking about like the whole like two brothers, even though one of them's in this case, one was adopted, and he's like, I shouldn't have the throne. The throne should be mine. But it's Oh, it's Thor. Thing. It's the plot of Damn. Thor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The brother, the brother who's adopted, and he's probably yeah. going to be like a, a, a white walker, a white Excuse ape, me. an ape. What was the... Mbaku's tribe, man ape. Oh, the yeah. white no, they're like they're white apes. I think yeah, yeah, because they were like the the white paint or whatever. Yeah, they're, and they're also up in the mountains where it's snowy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that. Maybe he'll be one of them, and then reveal he's adopted when he touches a magical casket that turns him white. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't know if that's racist or not. Sometimes I just let my mouth go and I forget where it's going. It's yeah, a, I'm just talking about brother. Help me! All right. He even uh, has he puts the panther claws into Chaka's arms. It's like oh, now, now I'm just imagining like that reverse that scenario. Like everything that happens in Black Pan- Panther, but with the Lion King characters. Like Scar walks in. Like is this your king? Like he's a lion. <laughs> like that'd be fun. No joke. Hearing uh hearing uh Jeremy Irons doing that. Is this your king? Would sound really cool. It would be I'd, cool. I'd be into it. All right. Marvel Voices is having another one shot. This one's called Community. Ooh. Um, or Communidado, which is what it said in the solicitation. I wasn't being racist. Um, this will have art uh, uh, writers and artists, um, the likes of Daniel Jose Older, uh, Carla Pacheco, Terry Blas, uh, Juan Ponce. Ponce? Sure. Leonardo Romero and Edgar Delgado. That's writers and then art and need Balam, Vanessa Del Rey, Adriana Melo, Leonardo Romero, Nico Leon, and Aletha E. Martinez. Yeah, these are uh, Marvel's been putting these out, uh, uh, you know, every couple months, and it's like this one's gonna focus on, yeah, like the like the Latinx community and stuff. So that's great. These are great little cool. little one shots. Everyone should support them. They're great. The last one was Pride, and the one before that was Indian Heritage. Yes, uh, uh, I think it was called Marvel Marvel Voices uh, in, in Indigenous, Indigenous, I think. Indigenous, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that was, uh, these are really cool things. Uh, recommend them. Yeah. All right, last year and the years prior, I've forgotten to do this. And I and this year, I didn't. We were talking about the Eisner Awards. Oh, oh my gosh. Brandon, real quick. First of all, one, thank you for doing this because I, I like awards. But two, I only like awards when things I like win. And I think that goes. I think that goes for really everybody. But specifically, this was just a super dope year for a lot of really good comics, and I was just just so thrilled, just so thrilled to see some of these winners. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and I'm going to be doing this every year, the Eisner Awards are held at Comic Con um, this year. Then last year they've been digital, but they are the awards for comic books. Uh, they are Take the Oscars for comic books. Exactly the the Oscars for comic books. Um, so we're going to be talking about the winners. Uh, here we go. Best short story went to When the Menopausal Carnival Comes to Town. Great name. This uh, I've heard so much about this. Yeah, yeah. This one was written by Mimi Pond. Um, uh, this was put out by Graphic Medicine, Pennsylvania State University Press. So, okay. Best single issue went to Sports Is Hell by Ben Passmore. Best continuing series went to Usagi Yojimbo by Stan Sakai. That's incredible. That thing has been going on so long. Still good. Nice. Yeah, I know. I, I really want to yeah. get into it. Um, 
best limited series went to Jimmy uh, Superman's Jim. I almost said Jimmy Man's pal Superman. <laughs> Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. That was I one. have. Yes. Go ahead, Ben. What? No, I was gonna say that was your like favorite book last year, wasn't it, Ryan? One of them, yeah. Uh, le- I I legitimately think Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, is the funniest DC comic book ever made. I I it is it is. I, I just it, nothing compares to it. Like I've never I've never laughed out loud so much in a comic. Every single comic, like it's it, it's insane. Like I've never I've never read a comic like it. Um, and Did it's it? also really really like uh, emotional. And like Matt Fraction just has a way of writing a really cheeky Superman that no one else types like writes. And I just really like it. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this comic a little bit more as well, Brandon. Did they yeah. ever trade it? Yeah, it's yeah. trade. Yeah. Uh, best new series went to Black Widow by Kelly Thompson and Elena Mazzagrande. Yeah. Um, best publication for early readers up to age eight. There's a lot of the categories. It's really cool. Um, went to Our Little Kitchen by Jillian Tamaki. Best publication for kids ages nine to twelve went to Superman Smashes the Clan yeah. by Dean Luen Yang and uh, Guri uh, Hiru. Oh, that's incredible. Yes. Yes. That book's a good comic. It's really important. It teaches a great lesson. Uh, and and this is why sometimes awards are nice because like sometimes things deserve recognition. Yes. Oh, I, I freaking love Superman. Not Superman. the last time we'll hear Gene Yang's name though. Good. Uh, best publication for teens ages 13 to 17 went to Dragon Hoops by Gene Yang. Nice. Which is a book he does. He writes and draws by himself. Nice. Which I had never heard of, which sounds great. And I want to try it out. You're- you're not 13 to 17, then maybe. No, that's true. I'm 30. <laughs> um, best human publication. Humor publication. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just imagining it's like it's a robot. Best human. <laughs> best humor publication went to Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. Yo, man, a lot of good books this year. Those are the funniest. That's two for them. Hell yeah. uh, best anthology went to, went to Menopause, a comic treatment. Edited by M.K. Serwick. This is the best short story and best anthology are the same thing. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, Best reality-based work went to Kent State, Four Dead in Ohio by Durf Backdurf. That's not right. (laughs) Is his name really Durf Backdurf? Listen, everyone has a name. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Congratulations, (laughs) Durf. I'm sure I wrote that wrong. Yeah. Uh, no, maybe his name's Durf. Let him be Durfy. Ben, can you look up Durf back Durf, please? On it. Um, Wait, it reminds give me, me the name. Of, give me the name of the book. What's the name of the book? Kent State for Dead in Ohio. <laughs> um, the uh, this reminds me. Oh, we just gotta save the date for a friend who's marrying someone named Seaman. And yeah. I really and the last person the names the person the friend last name is Holden. So we were really hoping they were gonna hyphenate the name <laughs> Holden Seaman. Holden Seaman. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's too good. So the book is Kent. So it's by Durf Backdurf. That's that's great. I'm looking at the Amazon thing right now, and it's Ooh. right there. Listen, not um, everyone can have a name like John Smith, okay? So, like, that's yeah. true, but sorry, that killed me. I'm sorry. I hope it didn't offend you if you're listening to this. Congratulations, Durf. Congratulations, Congratulations Mr. Durf. 
graphic best graphic memoir went to the lonelies of the long distance cartoonish cartoonist by adrian uh to mine to mine not as memorable as derf back derf see you remember forever now that's true best <laughs> graphic album new went to this is so cool i love these categories went to pulp by ed brubaker and sean phillips I only read good comics, you guys. <laughs> Just saying. And best graphic novel, best graphic album, they call it graphic album, reprint, yeah. went to Usagi Yojimbo by Stan Sakai. I'm really going to have to get on those books. I hope there's not like 100 volumes. There's They have big ones. And every time I go to to Barnes & Noble, I always... I, I always look at the the, the big ones because I want to, you know, it's like the invincible ones. Like you want to get the biggest trade paperback. Yeah. But it's yeah. always like collecting the second series. And I'm like, I want the first series. I want the first. Um, all right. Best adaptation from another medium went to Superman Smashes the Clan, adapted by Gene Yang and Guri Hiru. Nice. Yep, Hell uh, yeah. It's a radio play, so yeah, they adapted it and they killed it, and it's amazing. And it's one of the best books I read last year. And uh yeah, that sh- book should be taught in schools, everyone. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, former comics professor, Professor Hatfield, is teaching it. Oh God, I hope so. Yeah, I really Best, hope so. He's a cool guy. Um, we had a he comics was- professor at, at our yeah. alma mater. We did. Nice. Um, Best U.S. edition of International Material went to Goblin Girl by Moa Ramona uh, Romanova, translation by Melissa Bowers. Best U.S. edition of international martial art uh, material, Asia, went to Ramina by Junji Ito, translated by Jocelyn Allen. Good job, Junji. Yeah, that was awesome. Best archival collection project strips went to the Flapper Queens, women cartoonists of the Jazz Age, edited by Trina Robbins. Ooh, that sounds cool. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Best Archival Collection Project Comic Books, The Complete Hate by Peter ba- uh, Badge, edited by Eric Reynolds. The Complete Hate. Best Writer went to James Tynan IV. Ooh. For Something That's Killing the Children, Wind, Batman, Department of Truth, and Razorblades. Okay, so I saw James uh, tweet something about, he, he just went, ah! And then, like, Tom Taylor and Donnie Cates were like, hey, good job, dude. I was like, what just happened here? I don't know what's going on. Did he win an award or something? No, I know. The Tate Brombell was also, for Barbara Alien, was also, no, I think Jeff Lemire was attached, but I thought Tate Brombell should have been attached um, for Best Writer for Barbara Alien, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, I don't know, really like Barbara Alien. But, yeah, James Tynan, that's awesome. He's a really great writer. Uh, his stuff yeah, has been killing it lately. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to find, hopefully find what is killing those children eventually. Well, we saw it. Now we just gotta watch find its mother. No, now we get now we gotta see what's killing these children. There's more children. Right, right, oh, different children. Also, they yeah. killed the mother. They they need to kill the babies. Oh, right, they gotta kill the babies. No, best writer always... artist. Best writer artist went to Junji Ito, for Romino, Venus in the Blind Spot. Beautiful, spooky, beautiful. Best penciler, inker or penciler, inker team, went to Michael Allred. For Damn. Bowie, Stardust, Ray Guns, and Moon, and Moon Age Daydreams. Oh shit! I forgot that book came out. Good job, Mike yeah. Allred. Oh man, Amazon. Is that is that a book about David Bowie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like a comic book. Um, it's like what's it called? A biography, but like in a weird comic book like like story. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Infinitely looked infinitely better than that weird biopic they tried to do a couple years ago. Did that ever come out? Yeah. No, that's like a that's not a couple years. That's like a recent thing because we talked about it on the podcast. How bad it was. Stardust. Right. It was called Stardust. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Best painter slash multimedia artist interior art went to Anand R.K. John Pearson for Blue and Green, which is a uh, Randy. Wait. 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 He's got it. He's got it. I do got it. I do got it. There it is. And of course, the green is getting affected by the green screen. Hell yeah. Uh, Peach, best cover artist, went to Peach Momoko. Yes. For her covers for Buffy the Vampire Slayer 19, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 2, Something is Killing the Children 12, and Power Rangers 1. Nice. God. Peach Momoko uh, is such just such a rare and beautiful talent in comics right now. Uh, 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 she's doing the Demon Days books. Uh, those great. have like, you know, like a uh x-men black widow stuff like that um just such a unique art style that like marvel just has never really had before like it's such it's such a unique thing that's like it's just so it's so lovely check check I really check i really love her covers i have her cover for alien number one um Ooh, which is gorgeous um and of, of course the demon days stuff is great i'm mm-hmm. so glad she's doing interior arts it's like things in demon days and i hope she gets more yeah. interior stuff i agree uh best coloring Went to Laura Allred, uh, sister or wife of Michael wife. Allred? Wife. Of Michael Allred. Uh, for X-Ray Robot, uh, Bowie, uh, Stardust, Rayguns, and Moon, Day- and Moon Age Daydreams. This this alien cover is pre- pretty, pretty cool. Isn't it? See that one? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, best lettering went to Stan Sakai for Yusagi Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. Best comic-related journalism periodical Went to women, women write about comics. Women write about comics, edited by Nola Thau and Wendy Brown. Hell yeah! So, um, WWAC uh, um, is run by a bunch of really, really awesome people. They are very, uh, 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 man, they're just so good. And like, they write such they 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 are who I go to when I know I'm being a straight white guy. Like for mm-hmm. real, like when I'm like, I, my perspective is wrong. I need to know, like, like, like I I'm thinking about things in a different way. They're who I go to. I just, I think they're great. And it's great. Cause there's a lot of like trans people in that community. And like, it's just really cool that they're getting, they're getting the exposure. It's really great. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, best comic related book went to invisible men, the trailblazing, the trailblazing black artist of comic books by Ken Quattro. Best academic scholarly work went to Invisible Men, the trailblazing black artist of comic books by Ken Quattro. Best publication design went to The Loneliness of the Long Distance Cartoonist by Adrian Tomain. Best digital comic went to Friday by Ed Brubaker and Marcos Martin. Nice. And best web comic went to Crisis Zone by Simon Hanselman. Ooh, web comic. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, and that's uh, that's all. That's the winners. For this year's Eisner Awards, nice. good stuff. Love, love the check-in. I'm just honestly, I'm just so thrilled because so many people hate on that Jimmy Olsen book uh, without reading it because that's a Jimmy Olsen book. Like, you, like immediately when you think like, oh, Jimmy Olsen, whatever. But like, again, truly the funniest comic I've maybe ever read in my life. So like, I'm just so glad it's getting praise. Like, man, those hardcovers are selling out. Um, it's a 12 issue maxi, so I don't know if there's like a small flimsy one. You might have to just get the 12 one, but uh. Good stuff. Good stuff. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we got to do that. I, I 
always felt bad we never got to talk about the Eisners. I always forgot, but I remember hey, this man. year. All right, we're here now. So Comic-Con is happening. That's because the Eisners happened, so you should know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the big guy, the big guns, they take out. They, they don't go to the digital Comic-Con. Um, nope. So there's not a lot in it. Some of the, the panels are online. You can watch them. They're interesting. So we're only going to talk about a couple of things from today, which is Saturday, and yesterday, which was Friday. Um, if anything drops on Sunday, we will discuss it the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with Star Trek had a panel. It was the first panel on Friday. Um, it's Star Trek animation showed the tra- the trailer, the full length trailer to Lower Decks season two. And the first teaser for Prodigy, the Nickelodeon show. Prodigy looks interesting. It does. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I really um, like the animation. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't it it gives me, and I promise this doesn't this isn't this isn't in a negative way, but like it gives me like Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous vibes where it's like mm-hmm. young kids dealing with Star Trek stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I need that. But right. that's, it's one of those things where like like kids finding a starship, like I guess for it is a kid's show, right? So like it's not yeah. for me. Um yeah, it's not for me. So like, yeah, that's fine. Um, look, the animation is cool though. Like, I love, I love when they do new alien uh, species because I'm like, yo, branch that, branch that world out there. I also yeah. think it's really cool that they have a cast that's entirely alien. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that a cool, cool touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Lower Deck season two trailer is is the highlight. The panel was great. I highly recommend watching the panel if you like Lower Decks at all. It was a lot of fun. Um, but the trailer looks awesome. Season two, I cannot wait. I love the ending bit between Mariner and her mom where she's like, you have a team ready to take me to the brig, don't you? She's like, you know him so well. She's like, love you, mom. I love you too. But listen to what I say. I do what I want. Yeah, that was cute. But the I, I laughed really hard in the, the bit where um they're like, look at this space. We have all this space in the Cerritos leaves. And they're like, they left us. <laughs> and like, how much do we have oxygen? <laughs> a little? A lot? I definitely, I definitely chuckled. A bunch during this trailer um of all the star trek shows like this will be the one that i watch probably um oh, this is definitely yeah. the one i'm watching i watched the first season of lower decks i absolutely loved it my whole house watched it uh fanny my girlfriend my roommate kai he i mean he watched it because he was also watching all the other star trek shows because he really mm-hmm. enjoys star trek um but lower decks was like the one all three of us just like connected with and loved so what's uh Man, Lower Decks. Like, Lower Decks is one that I think Ryan would really like. Oh yeah. Oh um, Ryan love Lower Decks. There is a fun. lot of there was a lot in this in this uh, in this trailer that if you're a hardcore Star Trek fan, there is I and I forgive me, I take away my Star Trek card if you want, but I don't remember the names of the species that Picard encounters that talks all in metaphor. The chiss. Um, it's not the chiss. <laughs> um, that that's their new security chief after losing their last security chief. Um, there's a lot of Cardassians, there's Ferengi, there's Borg. Um, there is Jeffrey Coombs uh, showing up in this Star Trek show as a as a alien computer, which is great because Jeffrey Coombs has been on all of the modern Star Trek shows. Um, sorry, not the modern ones, but the you know DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. Those modern ones. Yeah, yeah. You get, uh, um, Captain, you get Jack Ryder for a hot second. Oh, Ben. Wait, no. Damn Will Riker. Will Riker. Damn it. Yeah, Will 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 Riker as captain of the Titan. Yeah, you get Will Riker 
and but you also get a cue popping in every once in a while and then i just love with mariner and all the crew lord next is like no no f you well that was last season um the other thing in this in this episode is it also revealed that robert duncan mcneil who plays uh, tom paris in star trek voyager will all will reprise his role uh but as a tom paris commemorative star trek voyager plate that's incredible <laughs> that's that like future that they are selling they're making it and selling it in real life <laughs> that's really funny yeah um yeah i'm really excited for this show for this next season um cookie from just a little podcast and i are talking about doing a fictor's watch series for sure. star trek lower decks Whoa. refresh memory but lower decks or paramount plus they do all their stuff week by week right it's not yeah, all, it's all weekly okay uh uh mag puffs a really fun nerd, nerd star trek question still don't know what happened to Riker's twin, uh, Riker doesn't have a Y; it's an I. Um, yes, Tom Thomas Riker has disappeared since he joined the Maquis in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Uh, oh. So who knows where he'll show up next? The car is even too. <laughs> Jesus, an old Tom Riker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like Star Trek, guys. I'm glad that I'm glad there's so much Star Trek content. I just wish I felt better about most of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm watching it all. It's not. I don't think any of it's bad per se. I remember there was a point where you won't, weren't watching any of it, so I'm glad you're here. Yeah, and you were instrumental in that because you gave me the Star Trek Discovery season one uh, DVD. That's true. You I remember spending five bucks a month for CBS All Access, and you didn't even watch it. I know. That's <laughs> so stupid. Um, but now I like Discovery. Oh, that fair yeah. is so great Hand in that role. All right. We talked about last week, but Blade Runner Black Lotus, Black Lotus is coming, and we got our first trailer. Yeah, we did. Ryan, oh. you love Blade Runner, though. I do love Blade Runner. Do you not like this? Well, no. No, thank you, Sparks, who might be joining us right now. Ben, oh. let me tell you. Um, I love Blade Runner, and I love anime. But I just don't know if this is what I wanted when I thought of Blade Runner anime. You're thinking like yeah. a more traditional 2D style gritty. I was anime, thinking right? more style instead of it just kind of looking like, oh, it's it's uh, this is what Blade Runner kind of looks like, right? Oh, look Sparks Witty House. Sparks is here. I gotta hold on. Uh, uh, the wrong way. <laughs> there we go. Here I'm gonna go this way. There we go. Um, I wasn't yeah. expecting them. The camera's not prepared. What what go. I did this week was, <laughs> um, yeah, I I uh, it wasn't crazy about the animation. Yeah, so it's the animation that it's. I, I don't. I need to know more. I like the I like the quote. It's like it's not murder. It's re it's a retirement. I do like yeah. that. Um, I I just. I don't know if I could watch that, watch like 15 hours of that. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I just don't know. It, it looks kind of, the animation looks kind of meh. Yeah. If the story, the story's got to be there. Like, like I will give it, I want to give everything Blade Runner a chance because there's not that much of it, right? Um, yeah. So like, I was it, just, hoping, it didn't immediately grab me. I was hoping we get something like that animated, that anime short for, for Blade Runner 2049. 100%. Yeah, Blackout. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking we were going to get. Um, You know, and it just, it didn't, Blade Runner is very again it like oozes it oozes tone and style and like Blade Runner is very dark and like this trailer didn't look like that it was very like it just kind of looked like yeah it's like Cyberpunk City it didn't yeah. it didn't seem Blade Runner to me I didn't get the I didn't get the 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 
the style of Blade Runner in yeah. this. I, I felt like it was like the cheap version of Blade Runner, even though it's an animated format, so it's more expensive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, maybe a second trailer will win me over better. Who knows? Yeah. All right, guys. We were waiting for this. We knew it was coming. The Dragon Ball Super movie is coming next year. We I now know what it what it is called. It is called Dragon Ball Super colon Superhero. Baby. So people, well, you're here. So say some well, words. Say some words about it. Uh, Even though I, we don't know anything, but like. I know. Uh, I think it's really interesting that uh, they specified that one of them specified in the panel that like, it's important that it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. So there's not really like in their mind there's not a colon. This is a super superhero. Yeah. Uh, so immediately, where does your mind go to? Great Saiyan man. The Great Saiyan man. And um, I'm a Saiyan man defender. <laughs> uh, I'll just say like you know we saw a character design for Pan. Uh, so this is interesting. Um, we saw a character design for Pan. So there's at least a small time jump yeah. from Broly. Yeah. Um, because Pan was toddler-esque and now she's closer to like gohan at the beginning of dragon ball z so like a couple years yeah uh yeah um which implies that this is maybe a destination as far as like compared to where the manga is at right now which is good shit by the way um (laughs) uh there was a new chapter this week uh it's it's maybe like further down the road that they're going to Mm -hmm. rather than like a lot of people were suspecting, uh, myself included, that, oh, the end of the current arc we're in in the manga is going to spill right into the next movie. That may not be so true anymore. Just Yeah, so, like, they're going to tell, like, a future story. We're like, yeah, like, we'll get there eventually. We just want to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very, very possible. Um, I think it's very uh, Toriyama to be, like, um, I care very much about the specific details of things. And I and I liked that everything can be canon, and also I give no shits about canon um, because very much how he went. Trunks' hair used to be purple, now it's blue. Uh, he's like, ah, Piccolo's arms are yellow in this one because that's how they looked in the original manga. Oh my god! <laughs> so there was a there was a, so I watched the panel uh, as well. This was one of the few panels I watched. Um, real quickly, they did start with the theme song to Dragon Ball Z. That was awesome. Uh, I really I really enjoyed that. Uh, live performance live performance of that um and then they were like do you, you have some some designs for some characters in this right and it's like yeah here's piccolo uh as you can see he's we've changed some things about piccolo and i'm like you did huh <laughs> what yellow <laughs> and like they were like they were like yeah his, his upper arms are, are yellow instead of pink and his sashes uh red instead of blue and i'm like okay cool <laughs> i'm with you <laughs> and then they were like here's krillin and you can see we've changed krillin as well and i'm like did you now? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we, his eyes are now white instead of flesh colored. And I'm like, I guess that is weird that they've been flesh colored until this point. It <laughs> is weird. Yeah. The Krillin one has really, has really been like a thorn in the side of a lot of people for the anime mm-hmm. because the any color cover or anything of the manga always had Krillin's eyes as white. They just weren't finished lines. Yeah, But because they weren't finished lines, the anime style choice was to make them clear like like flesh color and then that just stayed forever Mm -hmm. um and toriyama at this point in the series decided you know i can change that i'm gonna change that Um, and that's that's how he feels about it and that's fine um i i think it's extremely funny how he'll do things like that where he's like piccolo's arms are just yellow now i don't give a shit (laughs) what are you guys gonna do about it we also got a first look image at piccolo's house 
Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um. Yes, Piccolo has a house. Is it like a we're regular, gonna see it? Is it a regular? I house? suspect. I suspect. Again, I think this is going to have a lot of Gohan Piccolo Pan Videl focus. I think a lot of people are speculating because Gohan kind of got short short shafted in yeah. in, the, in Super. They're like, this is gonna be like the makeup. It's gonna be his movie, like him being like great. I think this is stuff. supposed to like. This is supposed to pick up the thread that Toriyama was building in the Universal Tournament arc at the end of Super. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Gohan was very much like he has this moment where he tells Goku, "Like I'm gonna get more, I'm gonna get stronger, but I'm gonna do it my own way. I'm not gonna do it your way." Yeah. And uh, and he's kind of on his own path to like actually want to to progress himself. And I do wonder, we don't know, uh, but I do wonder how much Gohan is at the center of this one. Um, it would make some amount of sense. Uh, we did see a design for a brand new character mm -hmm. who's not probably the villain for this, um, but we'll see. Uh, we also got a first look at the animation style. They are changing yeah. it to a 3D animation style. Uh-oh. It's like a 2D on a 3D. Okay. It yeah. actually it actually looks pretty cool. It's almost like a like the good concept of what you'd think of like a video game in motion. Okay. Um, okay. I'm not, you go like, you don't have to watch the whole panel, watch this like snippet of animation. It's just, they, they, they did a very brief thing when they announced the title, which is that they just show Goku literally just in motion. It's just a brief little thing. Um, it is just like, it feels like Broly touched up in a, in a way with like a little bit of 3d animation on top. Broly. Um, I still think that they're bringing like their a game in animation. I'm not concerned. Yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be, I'm excited. Um, they did, you know, they said Toriyama is the most invested he's ever been in Ooh. any of the movies with this story. So, and they're Great. they're talking about like they're in their mind this is better than Broly, and I'm like that's a high bar, guys. That's a very so high bar. Mag is saying uh, <laughs> at least Piccolo has a house over Matt saying living on top of a mountain, and so he is still living on top of a mountain. This is literally his house is near the waterfall he meditates on top of a mountain at all the time oh that's great the only thing that gets me about this is that i'm surprised because i thought piccolo just basically lived at the lookout forever after he fused with kami i thought that was yeah. just the way things were um so? and i guess that's not the case because maybe pan couldn't visit it enough yeah uh, either way look a new dragon ball super anything is exciting um, i'm glad we finally got something out of this and they're yeah. talking about it being more superhero kind of like uh, Toriyama's like true take on the superhero story. Hell yeah. I am not going to talk about my whole week because I wasn't here, but I am going to talk real quick about the Dragon Ball Super chapter because I was going to do that anyway, and this is perfect. And all I'm going to say is real quick, uh, this chapter, this month's chapter, has the most uh, Vegeta going Super Saiyan for the first time energy that Vegeta's had since. Nice. Uh, it's good. Um, there's this whole bit where Vegeta's like, Vegeta points out like, wow, this is really great as he's fighting this character and the, and the guy's like, what? And he's like, I just, you know, I haven't fought for any, like, I haven't just fought for fighting sake in so long. There's always been a planet or a family member or something at stake. And right now I'm just fighting for no reason. And I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, there's Vegeta. Vegeta. This, is like, this is like Vegeta, like not loving being evil, but loving fighting yeah. and like fighting for fighting sake. And he's like, this is why I'm a better fighter than Kakarot, which he pointed out. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is the good Vegeta shit happening right now. <laughs> I'm excited to finally see that animated someday. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll. It's good. It's good stuff. I, I do like what they're doing with Vegeta in the story right now. Good. There was also an Adventure Time panel that dropped today. Um, they, they showed or it dropped yesterday. 
Oh yeah, most of the stuff is yesterday. There was an Adventure Time Distant Lands panel that they, that they did. This is um, this was them talking about uh, what they've done with Distant Lands so far, um, which was the three the three the three specials, and they premiered the key art and told us a little bit about what the next special is, which is called Wizard City. Um, Wizard Sparks and I assumed uh, because it be being based on Peppermint Butler um, that it would be set after the show, but actually it's set before the show, and it's a young peppermint butler just called pep oh little pep pep in a step i won't say i assumed it would be set after the show i did think there would be like a both like a back oh, sure. and forth like peppermint butler now peppermint butler before peppermint butler now. uh i i thought we'd kind of be jumping around with him mm-hmm. peppermint butler adventure times doctor strange <clears throat> this is the this is the there's this is going to be him at uh wizard school essentially in wizard city um yeah look more adventure time i can't wait they did talk a bit about there's no current plans for more distant lands but they're like yeah we can come back whenever we want do whatever story and it was a good panel it makes sense it's a it's a format that allows them to just oh i had this idea great go do it yeah um yeah i'm and the voice cast is great bex taylor klaus from um many things but voltron um yeah they are they are one of the main characters in this hell i i won't like spoil anything about the previous distant lands that just came out last month but um it's weird that that's not the one they went out on yeah like i'm sure this peppermint butler one will be strong but it does feel like and originally it was supposed to be finn and jake's one was supposed to be the last one yeah they Um, did talk about they did talk about that apparently there was only going to be three uh at first and then they then they got a fourth one that became wizard city it's weird. It's just that I, I think about it and I'm like, that's that's I kind of hope there are more distant lands because like it just feels odd to have this like, oh, but what like it's a it's like a, a quotation mark after the period of your sentence. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, wait, what? But you actually, wa- you so you watched together again. I didn't know that. Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, did we? I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about it again on Animation Station. That's true. Um if you guys recall, there was a Netflix announced that they're working on an adaptation, an animation, an animated adaptation of Usagi Yojimbo. Yo, um, they, uh, which just won some Eisner's we talked about. They released they released a panel that showed us some information. Slightly first look, there's like ten seconds of footage that I didn't think you guys needed to go and search for. Um, you can find it online, some of the pictures, but it's going to be called Samurai Rabbit, the Usagi Chronicles. And will actually take place 1,000 years in the future and be about uh, Yuichi Yusagi, who is a descendant of the Yusagi from the, from the main book. Huh. That's, a, that's a wild premise. I'm, yeah. I'm frankly stunned it's taken this long to make a direct animation adaptation. Yeah. Max is excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did see on Twitter. I saw the animation. I'm like, oh, it looks cute. This is has- a this is a popular series that has been referenced in several several other animated projects, but never actually uh, animated directly tackled in the same way. And as a character, has crossovered with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in every of the and every single one of their shows. Hell yeah. Um. So the 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 quick the quick thing about it is you yeah. Yuichi dreams of becoming a great swordsman like his ancestor, but his brash and impulsive actions cause him to accidentally release a wave of yokai onto the city of Neo Edo. 
uh, Yuichi assembles an unlikely team to clean up his mess and protect the city. Nice. So it's kind of like Japanese Ghostbusters. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. With a sword. With swords, which just take a box of stuff I like. All right. I ain't afraid of swords. Please. All right. Swords in your hands. That you should go on. (laughs) What did he say? He he said like uh, put a sword in his hand and it'll be please. And I was like, I don't know. I watched the movie today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but uh, that's all for Comic Con. If anything happens uh, in the next uh, and the next day, we're recording this on Saturday. If anything happens on on Sunday, we'll talk about that the next coming week. But it's probably unlikely. Most of the big stuff just decided to skip this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Uh, been a light Comic Con. Yeah. So we're in trailers then. Teetot. We are in the trailer park. They announced that Dead Space is getting a remake. Yeah, so this was leaked like a year ago. Um, but that's video game for you. Um, yeah, uh, I I love Dead Space. Uh, uh, you've played Dead Space for one hour. Imagine that, but it looks really good. <laughs> I mean, let's do it. All right, that's a basement arcade. Yeah, I think this time we make Ben do it though. Oh, oh my God, dude, that. If, if they're just remaking Dead Space 1, which is one of the scariest games ever made, it's just going to be like now the newest scariest game ever made and looks really good, look really pretty. So I'm like, hell yeah. Do you think this is... I don't I don't know. I didn't look at the details enough. Is this like uh, just... Oh, we're just like upscaling it? No, it's a, it's a from the ground. So it's like Resident Evil 2? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, yeah. All right. It, it is a remake. Oh, yeah. All right, then. Do you know what studio? Uh, it's uh, Motive. Who who uh, has worked on um, like battlefields and other stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, since we're on a game thing, real quick, I'm just gonna real quick, Brandon. Um, we don't need to talk about it a bunch because I know Ryan and I are probably the only people who who super dove into it at all uh, this week. But um, if you got a chance, listeners, you should go check out all the information about the lawsuit happening against Activision and Blizzard because it's some real, real gross stuff that came out after oh, the two-year yeah. investigation. And it's well worth reading. Um, specifically, there's a whole thing that came out about cube crawls, which, holy shit. Um, yeah. Uh, please please look Do into I... that. Please, please uh, oh. you know. Do I, I want to know? Do I want to know what a cube crawl is? It's just gross. It's a gross thing that that. Okay, so if, uh, so literally, like guys in the uh, office in environment, office. they would get drunk, they would go to cubicles and sexually harass uh, and assault women. Mm. Like it's not assault; like it would all be harassment. But it's like, wow. But drunkenly going to a work cubicle and just messing with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then it was like a practice that they called cube crawl yeah um mm-hmm. yeah there's 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 tons and tons of articles you can read tons of podcasts about it um mm-hmm. it's 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 truly disgusting and it's unfortunately like this happened recently with riot this has happened before like with yeah. naughty dog like it's just like like frat house behavior in in the video game industry yeah. it's 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 a huge problem and it's always been a problem very much like hollywood like it's always a boys club it's always a boys club in every every entertainment industry and it's just like it's but bullshit video games we... has like been able to uh, sidestep a lot of like real talk about it uh, consequence. Yeah, because uh, even the stuff that has come out is usually coming out through like media reports, and then like everybody's pissed, but like no actual 
real consequence c comes from it. Because people no, don't no take video are, games seriously. So no measures are really taken into place. Yeah. But what's nice is like Ryan referenced Riot, same department in California that uh, pursued Riot on that. Yeah. They launched this investigation that ran for two years and they're now bringing this lawsuit against it's them. It's a state so this lawsuit. Is, so this yeah. is actually something that's actionably happening and hopefully like more of this is to come. So just good to be aware, good to put the voices out there, like, you know, support the victims of this and, and know what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and this is definitely a thing like people make a lot of good points. Like this doesn't mean like, don't support the studio. Don't support the, like the, the, there are the women that work there and all these other people who are the victims that work there. Like it's, you can't just like say, well, I'm not going to buy their games or that kind of thing. And that's not, that's not creating actionable change in that work environment. This is the kind of stuff we need to raise awareness about these things like the lawsuit that's happening. Right. That's it. Get the bomb. On that segue, Heels. The new trailer for Stephen Mail's Heels. Oh, brother, let's talk about wrestling. Excuse me. I thought this was charming. Oh, it looks all right. I'm not... Yeah. I don't think I'm going to watch it, though. No. Um, I, as someone who who knows, like, a lot, like, I haven't watched wrestling in a while, but, like, I was ingrained in wrestling for many years. So, like, everything they're talking about, like, I get, like, being the heel and, like, all the stuff. So, like, it's very true to wrestling. Like, it's not... It's, Stephen Amell obviously loves wrestling. Like, he's been part of the WWE and stuff. Um, Like, this definitely seems like a passion project, but I agree, Brandon. I probably won't watch this. It just kind of looks, looks But it looks like his heart's behind it. It's just not something I didn't necessarily want to watch. Yeah. I did think the but end was funny with the girl. Sorry, say again? I did think the end was funny with the girl. Oh, yeah. Remind me? The girl, like, does the, the like, knocks over the dude with the, her legs. That's right. I don't know right. how to describe that move. But... It's the black, black Widow thing. All right. Vacation Friends. John Cena. John, John Cena. Oh, okay. Uh, this looks awesome. I'm so scared it's gonna be bad. This looks really funny. The the, everyone... the... Hmm? sorry, go ahead. Didn't I was gonna say? Didn't everyone like that that John Cena comedy cock blockers? Or... Blockers, blockers, blockers is great. Yeah. Blockers is great. I haven't seen Absolutely. it. Yeah, it's great. I yeah, seen blockers, uh, there's so a would, there's uh... a line there's a line in this where John Cena hands him like the devil's dick, which is a, a mushroom, a, a, a really a really bad mushroom to to consume, and then the his friend like eats it, and he's like, everything you touch turns to drugs. Um, I think it's a great line. <laughs> the The premise of this is um, this couple, uh, they're getting married. Uh, and then out of nowhere, uh, John Cena and, and his wife come and they're like crazy people. And they're like, oh, we come to your wedding. Thanks for inviting us to your wedding. And they're like, we don't know who you are. And they're like, no, we partied. We partied in Mexico or something. And then it's like a flashback of them having like, like a, a hangover style event with them. And then it's just a whole cavalcade of John Cena being crazy. That's all guys, I need. Guys, all I need. If, if John Cena is just going to be like the off the wire comedic wrestler actor now, I'm here for it. Like <laughs> that's he's got. He, if he's he gonna charm. peacemaker the future of his career. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, you, just, just, he, go ahead. Just when he gives the margaritas to yes. the. To this his, doesn't taste like salt. It's cocaine. It's, it's cocaine. It did like yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it's surprisingly really easy. You just put okay, it in the thing. I gotta watch this trailer. It looks. It's one of those where like it might be bad, but the trailer's really good. Sure. Yeah. Shit. Um, I mean, I also like when the dad shows up. Like, there's a scene with like the the groom's dad, and he's yeah. like, oh, "This is a private." He's like, oh, we know the bride and groom. He's like, "Do you?" And then like two minutes later, she's like, "Why is he charming your dad?" And it's like the dad's like, "Oh, this guy. Look at this guy." No, yeah. No, he says he says the dad's like, "Are you okay with a foursome going to golf?" Uh, and John Cena is like, "Sure, as long as there's one woman involved." Yeah, that's the dad cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena, he's, he's, he's great. Okay. I'm excited cool. for this one. 
cool. Um, yeah, this looks really funny. Uh, did, you, did you guys hear what Dave Bautista said when asked if he would do a movie with The Rock and John Cena? He said no. He said, I'm good. Yeah. Hey, man. He's, <laughs> oh, that was funny. He'll be he'll be in a movie with them one day out of context of superhero stuff. You'll see. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen. But yeah, this, this movie looks very funny. Yeah. All right. The Last Duel. Yo. I'm so glad that you made the movie. Yeah! Movie. No, man. Uh, so this is based off a true story about the actual Last Duel in France. This is a Ridley Scott joint. This looks super epic, but also small and personal. Uh, Matt Damon looks great with a weird, like, prosthetic beard thing. Guys, this is Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer is uh, from Killing Eve, and she's the girl who I'm like, man, it's really a bummer that she's the lead in Free Guy, which might not be good and not going to launch oh, her Oh, that is her, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah. So, uh, the last uh, duel. Ben Affleck in a blue, blonde wig. Ben Affleck in a wig. Man, I, this Affleck? looks like yes. This, yeah. Uh, uh, it took me a while to real to recognize Matt Damon for a hot second, but I mean, Adam Driver is Adam Driver. That that's like okay, that's Adam Driver. So Matt Damon has a wife in this movie, and then Adam Driver uh, sexually assaults his wife, and then Matt Damon's like. I need to kill this man. I need to kill this man. And then, and then, so he goes out of his way to make it like, I'm going to duel this man for your honor. And then it turns into this huge drama thing of like, are you really doing it even for me? Or are you doing it for yourself? Right. You, uh, you're doing it for your, for your pride, not, yeah, for, um, not for me. Um, and her life is on the line. Yeah. Uh, because if, if he loses, then they, they kill her. Um, it's real. I, I really like that uh, the trailer makes it seem like she is the focal point character, mm-hmm. um, and I'm stoked for that. Uh, she's fantastic, and I, I love the idea of that. That's awesome. I cannot yeah. wait. To, I really want to see this movie. This yeah. is Green Knight. I, I'm really looking forward to when they come out in theaters. Green Knight is out, I think, Matt. Next, next, next week. week. Next week. Oh, okay. Green Knight is out in, I think, a different country, but not here. Oh, my God. Green Knight. The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, had a second full-length trailer i'm yeah. so ready for this this is this so good. i'm i'm so confused by who, who is this the castlevania guys or not no this is this is studio mirror who did legend of Korra and voltron that's right that's right okay yeah this looks good this still looks good um yeah it's about vesemir who is Geralt's uh uh, uh mentor so it's like long long time ago in a galaxy far far away we're also going to see vesemir in a which is season two oh, he's going to be an old man Ooh, yeah. i wonder if they're using the same actor for his voice, I don't know. I was thinking that too. Mm. I don't. I, I, don't know. Even, I wonder if mm, that's a good question. You know, I'm pretty. I, I feel like it's safe to say yes because mm. I mean they're they're both Netflix joints, and it's kind of silly. And if you think about it, it's kind of silly. It's like, hey, we have this good voice actor. Let's have him be the same yeah, I'm, or or vice versa. It's like, hey, here's yeah, this yeah. guy. Let him voice this animated show that we're doing or this animated. I movie really. I really like The Witcher. I thought that first season was awesome. So I'm really excited for this. I love Studio Mirror. So this is kind of a win-win for me. Board. I agree. Wait, All right. Which Studio Mirror was Avatar, right? The Legend of Korra specifically is what these guys did. Um, right. But also, mo- most of these guys did work on Le- on Avatar The Last Airbender. And is it Castlevania? Castlevania's Powerhouse Studios. Gotcha. Who, did, who just recently did He-Man. Um and, Which is uh, getting rave reviews. Yes, unless uh, you're unless you're baby. a big white baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they also did that Blood of Zeus animated show. Studio Mir, however, also did Dota Dragon's Blood uh, this that's, past year. That's, that's the other right. one. Jesus, my freaking! Every time I look at my Netflix watch list after Demon Slayer, it's like, oh shit, I need to watch Dota. Oh shit, I need to watch Voltron. Oh shit, I need to watch more things. I think you'd oh, like I Dota. Like... I think you'd like Dota. 
I really need to watch Dota. It's right up. I think it's right up your alley. Okay. Anyway, exciting. Should we move on to the next thing? Do it. Malignant. Spooky. I watch this one. He's gonna go get something. Um, this looks horrifying. James Another Wong is back. My man, when when that when that thing from the creator of Saw, uh, Insidious, The Conjuring, I was like, man, yeah, strength at the strength at the strength. He has made three defining horror films in a, in a decade. And then Aquaman. And then Aquaman, which rules. Which rules. Yeah. Um, uh, and now a, for- now a fourth one. Like, Malignant looks just as good. So, yeah. Um, this lady is having visions of people dying. Um, but, like, it's it's like... I, I'm, still, I'm still wrapping my head around, like, the actual premise. Uh, it looks like I think she's like, being teleported there. Yes. I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening. But whatever is happening, it's freaking scary. Yeah. Like, there's some, like horrible imagery in this i'm like oh my god i'm so ready to be freaked out by this like it looks just really gross looks like gross yeah uh the 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 bad guy the villain bad guy um um gabriel um looks it's it's another really cool design because it's 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 simple but it looks kind of like but it's all it's wearing all black and he's always in shadow so it looks like there's no like it's just a silhouette yeah um but and it making it and so paring down kind of that look making it more simple than what we see in like the conjuring or insidious is really smart because we can put our imagination onto what this thing could look like yeah he's he's like he's like utilizing like a different aspect of like horror than like this traditional like conjuring or something yeah yeah i'm excited i'm very excited jackass (laughs) you you should be uh jackass forever oh Oh i saw this trailer in the movie with ryan and i'm like Man, I've never been interested in Jackass, not really. Um, this looked really good. I saw the second movie in theaters and I loved it. I thought it was the, some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, I man, Jackass has been a part of my life for so long. Like I watched it with my parents. Um, Jackass was the first soundtrack. Jackass the movie was the first soundtrack I ever went and bought because it had um, "Baby Got Back" by Sir Mix-a-Lot on it. <laughs> And I needed that song, and that, and it was, I only bought the CD for one song, but I bought it. Thanks, mom. Thank you. Um, uh, you're not Jack the only one who bought CDs for one song, Ryan. I did the exact yeah, same yeah. thing when I was a kid. Um, but like Jackass, the TV show, and then the, then the three movies, and like in Wild Boys and all their other shows, like those guys are so fun. Uh, but now, like, it's really again, this is something I always talk about time. Like, this is only something time gave us. Like, 30 years after these guys' careers, they're all old, and they're all having kids, and like, this is their final hurrah. And like, let's hope none of them die or break any bones. Um, like it, is, how, it looks like a good time. I love how Steve-O says you can have, you can keep having concussions up until you're 50. Then it's, you're 40. You're 50. Yeah. Knoxville's 49, so he's safe. Because the second you pass 50, you and you get a concussion, then that's good. That's real bad news. I uh, I think the thing that that works best for me in the entire trailer is the final thing. He's like, Steve-O, at least you still got your perfect set of teeth, and he pulls out his fake teeth, and I'm like, oh my, that's so brilliant oh my god it's so funny the the it, it really sold me on like we're you know we're just good friends getting beat up by things yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's you know what i'm i'm into that i think that's that looks like a lot of fun that kind of like coming back last hurrah um the thing that got me was the was the bit of the honey meat and then just the bear shows up and his face just yeah it's like <laughs> that stoic face yeah that guy aaron he, he gets bullied the most uh but like he deals with it because he's famous and stuff. Um, yeah, like I'm. I thought they were done. Like after three, they were like done. 
and then I think just like just one more time, one yeah. more time for for the for the fans. Dude, well, after three, when uh, um, what's his name passed away, right? Yeah, uh, um, uh, Ryan Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Dune. Did you watch the trailer? No, that's okay. Boys, I didn't do my homework. So, <laughs> boys, Ryan, before you start, uh, boys, I really need to start reading that book. Yes, you do. <laughs> Three months. Three. Listen, listen, twenty. Listen, twenty-five pages a day. Like it's easy. It's easy. Like, you, you'll be done. You'll be done. Well, I'm pretty sure knowing me and how I can binge books sometimes, I could probably finish it in two weekends. You are not prepared for Dune, my friend. Don't give yourself two weekends. Give yourself some time. It's I'm really dense. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to give myself two weekends. I'm gonna. I'm not going to force binge myself. I want to enjoy it. So if I happen to binge it, then good. So I, I'm still not. I'm still not done with the book. Um, I, I haven't read it in a couple of a uh, couple of days. I have not met Zendaya's character yet. Yeah, and I'm very far in the book. Oh yeah. yeah, Ryan, you tweeted about that. What did you mean by that? About what? how Zendaya is and, and someone else. It was the poster. Zendaya is Michi. Zendaya is Michi. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, Zendaya is Michi. Ben, that's not a, a whole, Dune thing. That's a not a Dune video. thing. That's a meme. That's a vine. That's a meme. Ben, do you remember Smallfoot? I never saw Smallfoot. I know, you did not but do you explain it to him? Oh my god! Watch the video later. Oh, it makes me so happy you didn't get that. <laughs> Look up Smallfoots and Diaz Michi. Um, so uh, it's interesting, Brandon. Yes, this movie uh, they filmed they filmed very much like it. They filmed the one full movie, but it is very much a one of two parts. So like this movie, let's it. But you, it. But you can't film Dune in one movie. That's the thing. You no, can't do it. But you can <laughs> film both movies back to back. The studio wouldn't let them. It's too expensive. No, it's I'm too expensive. saying it's so it's so stupid that the studio wouldn't let them do that. I, uh, if, this, rings. if this was this twenty one, years ago, was, Warner Brothers. Also, a very different situation. It was a different um, Warner Brothers back then. If this was twenty years ago, Warner Brothers absolutely would have let them film two movies at one time. Also, but now Warner's is too scared. Dune costs way more than Lord of the Rings would have cost it. Anyway, um, this trailer is obviously phenomenal. Like, I don't know. I have nothing bad to say about it. Like, I cannot believe, like, I'm a Denny Villeneuve, like, super fanboy. Like, that dude's made nothing but great movies. But, like, the scale and just, like, the visuals of, like, of, like, decades of people's imaginations being brought to life. Sorry, sorry, Dune from 1984. Sorry, David Lynch. But, like, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. It's yeah. just so... It looks like a blockbuster. It looks like a movie you're like, holy shit, this is why I go to the movies. Like, you know, I this is the reason I, I spend 15 bucks to go to the movies. This yeah. is it. I I think if given the chance, Benny Bill knew absolutely would have filmed both movies at one time. Um, but he just couldn't, and it sucks. But I really think we get a lot of cool character moments in this, uh, in, in this trailer. We get more about the characters' personalities, and I think it's been touched up and kind of modernized a bit, but they still come off as the characters in the book. There's not been a whole lot of changes. Like nobody's acting out of character. They're just kind of sniping at each other a bit more. Yeah. There's, there's definitely like, yeah, the, um, the Duncan Idaho, like, Oh, you've, you've gained weight or whatever. Like, yeah, well, that's, that's just chummy fun dialogue. Yeah. But it, but it feels in line with that character from the book. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like they've changed the characters any, in a significant way. Yeah. 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 Um, again, man, like it's, it, it, this is this is a franchise that is just on such a wide scale like like you know it is a star wars in, in terms of scope 
and like you have this one planet arrakis and it, it's the one place you can find spice so the, the entire universe is always fighting over it and like we're at this pivotal point in history where like these two warring factions that's game of thrones in space you know if you want to be reductive um it just looks really good i don't know what else to say it just looks like holy shit this is a movie wow yeah. wow like the fight scene at the end with all the dudes fighting in the desert with the sandworms around them. I'm like, are you kidding me? Give yeah. me a break. This is yum, 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 yum. Makes me happy. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited for this. Uh, we will be doing a book club uh, tie-in for that book. Couple that other, couple other special other friends uh, of want to want to be a part of that too. Cause I'd like, yeah. to... um, get on it, Ben. All right. Shall we do our main topic for house of treaties? Uh, the the thing started and Ryan said, did you see the movie? And I just saw, saw Sparks. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sell me on this movie, guys. Uh, Maybe it won't be that. Um, full spoilers for Snake full, Man. I truly spoilers. might go off. I don't care. Full spoilers for Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, the newest G.I. Joe film, um, Henry Golding's. Um, so full spoilers. If you don't want to know anything about this movie, skip ahead. Don't watch this. Whatever you do. Full spoilers. You have been warned. All right. So let's get right into it. They filmed this on the set from Roni Kenshin live action movies. And that was weird for me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I saw that bridge in feudal Japan just a couple weeks ago. I recognize it. It did look like a bridge from feudal Japan, too. I'm like, that I'm sure it's a set. I'm not sure it's a set that Japan has that that doubles as feudal Japan a lot. Probably. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do we think about this one? Uh, why, why don't Ben, you go first? Okay, Ryan, why don't you go first? What's the worst movie we've seen this year so far? Ooh, good question. Oh, man. I know we reviewed a movie. There just in- haven't been a lot of movies. I know, but I remember, I think we reviewed one, like, in the last couple months that, like, we all thought was pretty bad. I just don't remember what it was. Shoot. I do? Ooh. Oh. Wonder Wonder Woman Whatever it is, I... <laughs> actively don't like this movie i it, it's it's the thing where that that i fear most in movies that it, it's so mediocre that it's worse than bad because if it was really bad i'd have something to latch on to this is like two it's two hours so it's too long it's two hours of just things happen it is an entire movie of that happened let's move on uh i didn't care about a single goddamn character i thought henry golding is handsome and that's it that's the movie I wish I didn't spend twelve dollars on it. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> did you actually have thoughts, Ben, or, were, or was no, or no, no? I thought you. Were, I didn't hear you say my name. I thought you were actually going to Ryan first. Um, oh, I'm not on a new level. Yeah. So um, I was playing a mental drinking game with myself while I was watching this movie. Is how many times take a drink whenever his English, when whenever Henry Golding's English accent slips because it is awful. Oh man, I leaned over to Ben. It's oh. it's one of the worst. It's 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 one of the worst in Hollywood recently, man. Real quick, bad. honestly, I've scanned through all our movie reviews for this year. Um, we've had some real bangers. The yeah. only one I can think of that we were all kind of like, yeah, you know, in any other franchise, this would be god awful. It's Conjuring Three. Oh, okay. Uh, Dang, I guess yeah. there wasn't a super well, bad one. That's a shame. Do you want, you want to count last year, Wonder Woman eighty four? We weren't. I mean, yeah. Like? No, I'm talking this year. Yeah. I think I think the, the most recent like. Ooh, what a stinker was was probably one of them. You know what? Yeah. As I was watching this movie, okay, so this is gonna be a thought. When I was watching this movie, I thought, 
this is just boring. At least if we reviewed Space Jam, it would have been fun to bash it. This I one is just... I, I, I kind of wish... I, it wouldn't have been fun. I'll tell you that. I can't say, like, maybe it's a, a more more enjoyable experience. I didn't see Snake Eyes, so I'm sure. I am sure there is more to enjoy from Space Jam A New Legacy. Uh, I will say, like, flat out, like, visually, the animation in Space Jam A New Legacy is gorgeous. Um, see... Uh, so this is going to quickly turn into a Space Jam review real quick because I didn't I didn't watch it, but I did watch two two rev, uh, video reviews about it, and I didn't realize that like the first part of that movie it's all animated and it's like they're going to like they're going to like the Justice League world and I'm like oh this looks great actually yeah so I kind of regret it I will tell you, I will tell you you're not there long enough and it's not it's, the content is not necessarily worth the pretty packaging oh, okay. but the packaging is extremely pretty okay mm-hmm. that's uh, not what this movie has yeah but I, I yeah, think that's my first. That's my thoughts on or my original thoughts. I think. Okay, come on, come on do it. Come on, say it. Just say it. Your mileage will vary on GI Joe Retaliation, <laughs> but I think that this film might be the. It might be one of the best GI Joe live action films, and that's not saying a lot. Oh, see, now I'm going to disagree. This is the worst by far. Oh, easy. Yeah. This is so boring. There's no G.I. Joe fun happening. Like, So I think I, on, I'm i not as harsh on, on it as you guys. I, I did like is a strong word. I just don't know. Um, I, honestly, Brandon, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight you on this movie because I don't have the energy to, but I, I honestly don't know what there is to really like about this movie. Like I'm being serious. Henry Golding does nothing in this movie. Everyone's sleepwalking through this movie. There's not a big action scene that we don't see in the trailers. This like, this is a non movie to me, man. Like I, I thought it was so whatever. I'm not disagreeing with any of that, except yeah. I will say I'd like Henry Golding in this movie. He was doing something for me. Um, I think I, you really like him, dude. What's what's his character? Tell me Snake Eyes' character. He's, he's a bad Star-Lord? He's a bad Star-Lord. He's out for revenge to, to find out who killed his father. What's his personality? Who is he in the movie? What what is what is Besides revenge, What's who is he? I he didn't have the energy to fight me on this. I, I, I just... Because I'm, I'm right, because he doesn't have a character. <laughs> I mean, it may not... It, whatever happened in this movie didn't work for you, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's a bad. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's a bad. Movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. Um, yeah, okay. uh, you, I'm not going to say that. Um, I just found, I found something to latch on to with Henry Golding. Maybe it's that I like him as an actor, or maybe I, I did find something in his interpretation of Snake Eyes, who doesn't really have much of a character anyway. Storm um, Shadow is so much more of a character in this movie than Snake Eyes. The, um, the way they name dropped the the way they oh, so bad. Jesus. So, so, so Spark. Like, like so <laughs> Did he tell you what it was? No, oh, no, I just thought so, so Sparks. So what happens is in this movie, uh Storm Shadow gives him gives uh his 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 chief of security person uh this look, this like I, I want to kill this guy look. And she and she goes, I don't like that look. What look? The storm the the shadow before the storm. Yep. Oh, okay. This movie, because it's actually there's actually some like there's a reason. This also really also Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes as a character sucks. This script feels like it was written in 2002 when we're introduced to the lady. I don't even know her name. They say her name once in the movie. Um, when they're introduced to like the chiefs of security, Snake Mm. Eyes goes, "Oh, who is she? Is she your secretary? Is she your wife? Is she your girlfriend?" And he's like, "No, that's our chief of staff. She'll kick your ass." And I'm like, "This is I hate this." (laughs) 
it's awful. It's and so not awful. Only that, not only that, it, there's, there's, I, I see some, like, some undertones that she actually likes Snake Eyes. Yeah, of course, because she's a female lead, and they have to be romantic together. Of course, I you know really the only thing I do like in this movie is the Baroness. She's the only per- she's the only person who's in this GI Joe movie. Um, yeah, I wanted to my my one of my big criticisms with this is that actually uh, I don't think this movie needed any GI Joe anything because the only time that we see a GI Joe, which is Scarlet, which is Samara Weaving, she could be written out of the movie altogether, and it wouldn't have changed anything. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, Brandon. I 100% agree. But the only time I was having fun was when those characters were on screen. Sure. Yeah. Like, like Samara Weaving. Like the flaw of the movie is that it wasn't GI Joe enough. Yes. So because like, Snake Eyes sucks. Because too hard to be away yes, from it. Because Snake Eyes. First of all, why do you make your main movie about the guy who doesn't talk? First of all, like I don't care how he turns into that because he doesn't talk. His personality is not there anyway. So it's weird that they went in this direction in the first place. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I the one thing the one thing that I actually like about the movie is the world building with the Joes because it shows us that all this stuff has already been happening and you have the Joes and you have Cobra and then Snake Eyes gets brought into this world. Sure. But Snake Eyes sucks <laughs> and everyone else is so much cooler. Uh yeah, I, I it is weird that they chose Snake Eyes to do this and not like Duke. Um but I, I kinda can understand like why you wouldn't want to do, do do that. But Snake Eyes probably wasn't the first characters to get an origin. It's like Wolverine. Like we've never well, seen his thing, origin in the comics either. Well the real the reality is that this is very much like a uh you know, um kind of like the, the the Wolverine situation, honestly, very similar because it's like this was wanted when gi joe 2 was coming out the whole intention was that like very Mm. soon after gi joe 2 came out they were going to put out a snake eyes one then gi joe 2 underperformed they're like well we'd still really like to get that snake eyes movie out there because he makes hot merchandise this has been like floating as a film idea since then and this is this is ultimately what they came out with but i mean like it has been dragged out into this process so like they were always catering to an audience that like isn't there anymore yeah Mm -hmm. um like i do think like you probably at least would have capitalized on like the recognizability of snake eyes better excuse me by positioning it at a point when it was closer to the gi joe oh my gosh okay so really interested in a in a a second movie that has scarlet somewhere weaving a scarlet um i i do agree that the little she's on screen as useless as she is in the movie uh to its story she is having a lot of fun and you can tell yeah like her like her and baroness like they just show up and they get to have fun and like they're not part of like 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 the family drama like, or anything. They're like the window into like yeah. what the movies can be. A hundred percent. And like and like and like you don't care about spoilers, like whatever. Like no, there's a I'm point here. where like there's like there's like an arms deal that goes down between like Cobra and these assassins, and then the G.I. Joe's come in and then they all have to end up working together. And I like that. And it's like so cheesy and it's so 1980s G.I. Joe of like, oh, we have to fight against a common enemy. And like this feels like G.I. Joe right now. Um, but then everything else, it's just so generic. It's so basic ninja stuff. How many times do they say honor in this movie, Brandon? It's too many. It's too many. You, hey, guys, you know samurais are honorable? I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> do they do honor like they do the gun cocking sound in Stargate? It's not maybe not as egregious. <laughs> maybe not that bad. Um, I want to try to be positive. Like, I really do. But, like, I did I try, found, and, you, and you, you beat me. <laughs> I just, like... There's a this movie positive about something he really didn't like. <laughs> it's just two hours, man. It's like this movie just goes and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah it's way too long. Reviewing Space Jam because it feels like we're reviewing Space Jam. I anyway. wish I would have saw that because at least I can like make fun of the Clockwork Orange. There's, there's two, so it's two hours. It's two hours and one minute. It could be an, it should be an hour and a half. 
Um, there's yeah. nothing in this movie that warrants the two-hour runtime. Yeah. And I, while while you may think that that Storm Shadow was the better character in this film, I don't think his arc works at all. I don't get oh, it. I don't I get agree. his arc at all. He turns too fast into the villain. No, I agree. I just thought he was the better actor. Yeah. In, in it. Oh yeah, yeah um, he is the better. I, I think in this movie, he probably is the better actor. Yeah. Um, and for a big action movie, I think most of the action sucks. I think yeah. so. Can I, this was my biggest thing? Like, like honestly, just being fully full disclosure, why I was kind of like, I don't really want to see GI Joe's origin snake eyes. If I hear like things that push me in the direction, I didn't. Yeah. Um, but if I heard things all that pushed me in a different direction from what I was feeling from the trailers, but every time I saw a trailer for this, I, all I was thinking is like, the only thing that's making me want to see this movie is Henry Golding. Yeah. Like nothing else about it is appealing. Every action bit they showed in the trailer, I'm like, this looks like the CW. Like, this is the action that I watch on TV all the time. This is the most basic. Like, nothing else is happening here. There's one. I can think of one cool action beat that I liked. Excuse me. And it was a practical, like, cool effect. Um, A dude has his hands bound behind his back. And he does a jump flip. And he puts his hands under yeah. his legs as someone swipes it as he gets to get up. That's the, the one cool, like, fight scene in the movie. Or, like, practical thing in the movie. But otherwise, it's like... You know, in the first uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies, how the action's very close up and tight. That's what the action in here. And like when you have sword fights, you don't you want to see it. Yeah, I heard it's, it's so very, close. I heard I heard a lot of shaky cam look yeah. looking oh. fight stuff. The first yeah. fight sequence, the first fight sequence in this film that we see him where he gets beat up by the in the punching one uh, is the worst fight sequence in the movie. I think it's uh, unintelligible to look at. I could not understand the 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 narrative of the fight also and, that's, that's bad yeah and if you're doing sword fighting you need to pull out and they never do and that's a problem yeah um also man. sorry guys uh cats but um okay. we're just uh, i'm just shitting on it you're fine. so we're, we're so we're talking about the swords right the sword fights yeah yeah, yeah normally fights. um i get excited for sword fights in movies you guys know i love sword fights that's like my only redeeming quality of a horrible film i talked about earlier brandon transformers last night it are some of the some of the sword fights yeah this one um it was very like like sparks or ryan or someone said earlier shaky cam because shaky cam is a big problem with this movie and i'm i want to see the the fights i want to like oh what's going on it's just but it turned into a blurry mess and i'm just like oh my freaking god it's like why so you're you have these master swordsmen just it got i, I know this is a movie and i have to like toss my re- toss like reality out the window and i have to like this is a movie swords like that aren't going to break and everything but i'm just watching it got to the point where it's just so so shaky and just so horribly done that moves are being done or performed with these swords i'm like that sword would snap in two if you did it like that Um, it got to that point there was no like oh this is awesome it's like wow you have that that's just no just don't (laughs) <laughs> yeah the the choreography was really messy like mm-hmm. it looked like there was a lot going on but like it wasn't like sophisticated it was just lots of things happening um so i know you said i saw you mentioned on twitter brandon you had like like one of your nightmares come to life i have a i have a huge problem with this movie uh and it's not and i normally wouldn't but like up until the point where giant snakes show up in the movie up until this point this movie this movie is pretty realistic, right? There's no fantastical elements. This is just straight. Well, except straight... for the, the diamond that it combusts people. No, but we oh. don't know it does that yet. That's later. Oh, that's that's at the end. That's true. So oh, there's a diamond that combusts people from the inside. This movie. That's what I mean. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm still really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yes, yes. So I need um, to talk about this. The, so far. there's a test. 
that Snake Eyes has, he gets dropped down and there's three giant snakes. And the three giant snakes will eat you unless you're pure of heart. That's the test. He has to be pure of heart, but he's not pure of heart. But he just, he like, he cheats or his lady comes and saves him or whatever. His Man. lady comes and saves him. His so lady me, comes and saves him, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I need to talk about that. Snake Eyes is named after the dice roll. Yep. They even they even show that in the trailer. Yep. Yeah, it's in the movie. <laughs> but, but Snakes is in his name. But they decide, and here's the thing, Ryan. I hate snakes. I'm yep. deathly scared of snakes. Um, it's been well noted on this podcast and in my life. Um, yep. the, the snake I hate the most is the anaconda. Because theoretically, mm-hmm. if it never dies, it doesn't stop growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's terrifying to me as it's a snake that just keeps growing. And if you recall, the one image I have in my head whenever I sneak up, think about snakes for th- almost 30 years has been the snake orgy from Anaconda 2, Curse of the Blood Ruby. Blood Orchid. Blood Orchid, whatever the hell. I've never thought I'd ever see that in another movie, and I did in this movie. Oh, yeah. Not specifically snakes fucking, but like giant slithering yeah. anacondas who are long, yep. or so long-lived so they never die, so they never die and they never stop growing. BRB, cats. I... Yep. I felt so bad for the guy, for the person next to me. And for the most part, I had the balcony all to myself, but I couldn't watch it. And just hearing it, I almost had to leave the theater. I was so terrified. Damn. It, it's, to be fair, uh, twice. Very large, twice. very twice. large, very realistic snakes. <laughs> very, lo- very large. Um, but what? Well, <laughs> snake guys with the dice. And I, anyway. I, I was like, I was like, like Zara told me, like, well, it's sna- snakes in his name. She said, I was like, no, you don't need to put snakes in a movie yeah. about snake eyes because of the dice. So, GI Joe, as far as I'm aware, isn't fantastical. As far as I'm aware, it is science fiction, like hard, like like military technology mm-hmm. that doesn't include giant snakes right. and crystals that come that can they can launch fire out of. That's straight magic. It's no, they straight can, they magic. They explode people. They explode people from the inside. They explode people, but also he did it to the entire house. He lit a house oh, on fire. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, this dude just has a crystal and it turns things on fire. It's magic. It, It's a weird thing to say, but it took me out of this movie, yeah. <laughs> this ninja movie that also had giant things in it, but I'm like, they're not even like keeping to the laws of their own movie. Like mm-hmm. It's changing what type of movie it is at the end of the movie. It's turning into a big fantasy movie with big fire explosions. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. I, 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 uh... Shadow behind the storm. <laughs> Shadow behind the storm, my God. I, um, I also saw Brandon's tweet uh, about his nightmare. Yeah. And I'm like, man, did they find a way to put snakes in the snake? They did movie? for no reason. That sucks. The second, because yeah. I saw Brandon's tweet, and the second we get to the pit, I'm like, are there, is this like a snake pit? And then yeah, here's the thing. That's like going out of your way to put a real Wolverine in a Wolverine movie. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that really that really screwed me over is that I was watching this movie, and again, it's totally realistic. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they're then Hardmaster, who I think is too young. I think Hardmaster has always been portrayed as an old man. I don't understand oh, yeah. how they did. Real quick, so there's a character named Hardmaster, and they have the beautiful joke of going um, <laughs> hard on Master. <laughs> Like a, they make a dick joke, and I'm yeah. like, this is definitely written in like 2003. Oh, there's a story in GI Joe Retaliation. Storm Shadow has a turn to be a good guy again, and mm-hmm. I thought so, uh, similarly that didn't work either. 
as cool as that moment is, it's like all of a sudden Storm Shadow's like, I've always known that Zartan actually killed the hard bastard. You reminded me just real quick that the the Storm Shadow from the original G.I. Joe movies is uh, a really dope South Korean actor from The Good and Bad and the Weird. Um, he's an incredible guy and he does great action. I'm like, oh, could have been that this, guy. This yeah. reminds me a lot of the critique of Venom about how Venom like however you feel about it in general audience um venom feels like a movie that escaped the early 2000s as far as a script and yeah. this feels a lot like yeah. matt vein yeah, yeah where it's just like how did this end up here and not think about the time period it was made in at all yeah <clears throat> like so, yeah. so i have another problem with this movie as Go i was watching it. So all it, this is. It's, it's, yeah there's a lot of problems uh, it's, it's called gi joe or snake eyes gi joe origins right so i'm thinking like the same font as everything is there and i'm thinking oh this is like this takes place before the main gi joe movies that came out okay a bit of a stretch but i can dig it yeah no this is an entire freaking reboot of how oh, yeah. the joe team and i was like wow i'm confused I, with that actually ben of all the problems you can have with this movie, we've always known this was a pre. This was a reboot. I didn't. They recast. Even... They recast Scarlet and the Baroness, who were in the I... first G.I. Joe movie. I just figured they just. It was just a recast. I didn't realize it. Now they're. That's yeah, a new thing. Um, or, it, or it could just been. I've been but, so far removed then, from the G.I. Joe films that I just thought, oh yeah, I've seen the other G.I. Joe movies. I'm going to see some of the same people, and then I re- remember all my drive home is like, wait, but. Sh- uh, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes had the same master, and then oh wow, they messed up and big time. Real quickly, if if this film had come out a couple of years earlier, it would have been a prequel to the GI Joe: Ri- The Rise of Cobra because that film takes place in two thousand and twenty. Yep. Oh, Even though the it came out in two thousand nine or something like that. Um. Yeah, like oh, I just like. It, 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 the action wasn't good like i didn't find it funny like it just felt like it was just the most generic dialogue of like like yeah got him like oh uh, it's not we're not a good, he's he kills a guy and he goes yeah I'm like that's not a catchphrase henry <laughs> so um, there's one positive go for out it out of this dumpster fire of a movie and that's the blind master yeah, he's, he's good he's i good. like the blind master that's rizza and gi joe retaliation that's it that's hilarious, <laughs> right? Yeah. Also, I kind of like the Baroness too because I, I like Baroness because she's like she's also a badass, and also I like Scarlet. Okay, three positives. The one, Four the positives. one time yeah, I, en- the one time I enjoyed the action was when was when Hardmaster and Blindmaster were fighting with uh, the grandmother. I thought that yes. was pretty cool. Um, Grandma was pretty dope too. Not not that Henry Golding <laughs> isn't like a like a master martial artist, but it helps that Hardmaster <laughs> is an actual martial artist. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the guy who who made worked on the raid movies. It's not an old. It's right. not an old lady sparks. Wait, wait, wait. The guy who <laughs> out of context, man. I really loved when Hardmaster and Blindmaster were fighting the grandmother. <laughs> is is really wait. funny. Okay, so I'm going back to another movie we talked about earlier. Actually, no. Maybe the the worst movie we saw was uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter. That that's not a new movie though. It doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. Like that was that. Yes, a hundred percent. You're yeah. right. That was the the shit fest movie. We that's the one. Reason, yeah, right. Well, the reason why I bring up Monster Hunter is, am I wrong? Am, am I wrong in thinking that the actor who played the guy in Monster Hunter and Hardmaster is that the same guy, or is that are those? No, it, it's it's not the same guy. It's Tony Shaw okay. and Monster Hunter. It's a different guy in here. Yeah, they okay. look similar. Though. Sorry. Um, I forgot what was going oh yeah i want to i want to talk a bit about um storm shadow um because as i mentioned in, in gi joe retaliation it's always in the gi joe films 
and I don't know if this is in the comics or the old cartoon, but the reason why Storm Shadow is not with uh, Snake Eyes is because he is framed. For, he, he kills Hardmaster and Jedi Retaliation. It's revealed that he's that Zartan actually killed Hardmaster and framed, um, and, and framed him, Storm Shadow. Um, but it's weird to me in that movie because it's like if you always knew that, why didn't you come clean? before hundreds of people died with you and Cobra. And I think it's weird that his hero turn in G.I. Joe Retaliation and his villain turn in G.I. Joe uh, uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origin are both poorly handled. And it's such a weird parallel. Maybe don't just like try to change the character. Just just have him just be the bad guy. Maybe just let bad guys be bad guys. Yeah, just bad dudes be bad dudes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was fueled because they wanted Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes to fight together. Yeah, sure. I, get it. I get it. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. I I don't understand. I don't understand. I want one more thing. I want one more thing. I'm sorry. I don't understand why you do this movie in general. Um, because it's a character who who is known for not being able to speak or choosing not to speak ever, and you decide to make a movie based out of him where he has to talk, and I just again why what? this. Again, like I think at the time, the concept wasn't necessarily to. I don't think when this movie was originally conceived, they were doing like a background origin movie that was him before he was in the mask, that kind of thing. I think it was just supposed to be a Snake Eyes movie where he's the focus. But then enough time passed. Uh, But, you know, it was still going to be Ray Park in the suit. It was still going to be all that. And, And like the answer is merchandising. Like Snake Eyes was the most marketable thing coming out of those movies because he was the only one who looked cool as a toy figure Mm -hmm. like that's just what it was um and so i think that was the logic and then again like you just have that idea like we need to make a snake eyes movie just pander down over the years and then they're like well we should actually like add character and pathos and all this stuff and so like those are nice ideas like yeah sure um but that translates into, well, we'll cast Henry Golding because people like Henry Golding. It's like, should he be playing Snake Eyes though? And it's like, I don't care. He's good looking. It's like the guy's going to end up in a mask and not talking. And it's like, I don't care. He's good looking. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that that seems to be the consensus it ends up at. But like certainly where it started was that it was going to be like maybe vaguely showing like flashback stuff of him <clears throat> in the original conception of this. But it would have mostly been left to Ray Park still as the central focus figure. And they just wanted to make a movie that was still set in that G.I. Joe film universe. And then it took too long and pandered down all the way into this. I, I'm i happy for Henry Golding. Get that paycheck. Uh, yep. I'm sure your theater had it, Brandon. He's like, hey, I'm Henry. Thanks for coming yep. to watch this movie. We put our blood, sweat, and tears in this movie. They paid me to say this. Um, Poor Henry. And I'm just like, you don't need to be... You don't... You, maybe you don't need this franchise, Henry. Maybe you just don't need it. Because, like... If it, again, Brandon, the thing is, like, if he's a character who doesn't talk, you can never have him become that character because you're not going to make Henry Golding not talk and put a mask on. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't does he the, not end up like unable to speak at the end of the no. movie? We see the hey, do you remember in the trailer where he's on a bike wearing the wearing the outfit? That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the shot of the movie, which I predicted, which is stupid. <laughs> cool. And he can, uh, and he still hasn't taken his vow of silence at two all. Thing. Two things. One two. hashtag Henry Golding for James Bond, and sure. two. Um, thank goodness they didn't give his helmet lips. Like in that first G.I. Joe movie, those voluptuous yeah. lips. 
it sounds like that would have been like bottom of the barrel of the issues. Like if that had still been present, but a lot of these other things have been fixed, that would have been <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's weird, but it's fine. <laughs> the decision still baffles me. All right. Can he go like, can he go? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> you can't separate the lips now. See, like now that this movie's out, like I feel like I'm going to go back to the first G.I. Joe movie. And like, it's not, I'm I, like, it's not great. But like when I think of G.I. Joe, I think of, big action the eiffel tower getting incinerated by nanotechnology like that's what that's what i'm thinking of not half-assed ninja action. i mean gi joe like conceptually as a live action film should basically be like mission impossible but like on popcorn popcorn crack yeah like just going off on doing like ridiculous shit that's that's like what you want it to be that's what we were talking about in the beginning of uh of this when i said i watched gi joe retaliation that both ryan and i agree that the perfect gi joe movie lies in between the two because retaliation wasn't as bombast and gi joey but it was a better just like action movie but it didn't feel like a gi joe movie sure but the first one is a goofier film film. Mm -hmm. it really leans into the gi joe-ness uh so combining the two would would be the way to go right the right creative team yeah don't worry guys as a transformers producer said them crossing over with transformers is inevitability so that's where gi joe's heading now it always happens Mm -hmm. let's rate it uh ryan why don't you go first uh i'd like to go first how (laughs) how low am i gonna go is the actual question because like again, there was nothing like so bad that I was offensive, but that makes it worse because I just like to, I I'm not gonna remember this movie in two days because like I all the dialogue like there's nothing there's nothing like memorable about any of this like I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a five like it's uh, I in a, in a week I might go lower like I'm gonna give it a five. Fairness says drops the f bomb in this movie. Oh, she does. She does. Do tell Ben. She just says does she do the dirty. She says f this and then she's off the screen. <laughs> yep. Um, Ben, why don't you, why don't you read it? Uh, I was thinking about my rating because I remember the last time I gave like a super low rating was for, um, Crimes of Grindelwald and I said that was a four, but that made me super mad. This one, like Ryan said, this is very middle of the road. This is a forgettable. I'm not going to remember this movie. I, if you come up to, if you were to show me where she's like, Hey, you saw, uh, Snake Eyes. I'm like, did I? Uh, if you, if you saw the trailers, like no joke, if you saw the trailers, you saw most of the good action. Yeah. It's real. It's a bummer. It's a. It's a, it's a bummer. Sad because it's a, I didn't even think that action was good. You're right. <laughs> I'm good. You know, I'm gonna have to agree with Ryan. It's a five. It is five. like, bleh. yeah. Nothing in this movie made me mad, so I don't want to go too low because it. A, a fine film is a, a fine film with your popcorn. You, you know, it's 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 really a just two hours wasted, really. But nothing in it and it made me mad like a Crimes of Grindelwald, like a Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, well yeah because you're not invested yeah i think i think potentially that that could be that could be a reason um so i'd probably go i think i, I think i'd agree with the five but i kind of want to give it a 5.5 5. i'll give it um i'll give it a three that's my decree hell yeah <laughs> like, uh, like, i'm comfortable watched, in the five space we watched like black widow and then we watched gunpowder milkshake and then we watched snake eyes i'm scared for next week jungle cruise jungle cruise Oh no! Oh, Dwayne. <laughs> it's okay. Green Knight's out the same week. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm not worried about Jungle Cruise. No, nah, it's gotta be good. Hope so. Yeah. I, hope All so right. I don't think I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be a, any 
as further descent from Listen, this. the last Jungle Cruise trailer, I had more. Fun. I don't feel like it is possible for Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blood together to to lack the charm and charisma and chemistry. Yeah, that would lower below what you guys have described in Snake Eyes. Like I'm like that movie could be a dog shit of a plot, man, and it will still be better because of those two. Shall we do our book club? Yeah, book it. Um, ben, it's your book club. Go t- take it. Go for it. Do it. Do the thing. Take it away. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So my book club is Superman: Last Son, uh, written by Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. Uh, last Son of Krypton. By, or by, it says Last Son here, but yeah, Last Son, Last Son of Krypton. Oh, um, it must have been re- re- rebranded. This, it was reprinted. This is the reprint. You have the other one, but yeah, it's the same thing because it's Last Son, Last Son of Krypton, same bloody thing. But uh, yeah, it's uh, written by Jeff Johns, and the reason why I picked it is also co-written by the late, great Richard Donner, whom we all know is the director of Superman movie, as as well as a whole plethora of other films, and it's drawn by Adam Kubert. It's a collection of a bunch of, that I had it right here. It's a collection of Action Comics 844 and 846, 851, and Action Comics Annual number 11. 844 to 846. Yeah, that's why I'm... That's why I meant. Thank you, Sparks, for the correction. Yeah. So this is the first time I've read this book, um, but I want to get your guys' thoughts on it. What did you think of Last Sun slash Last Sun of Krypton? Well, I guess I don't need to read out uh, Sparks' uh, Sparks's comments to me because he's here. I'm here. Oh, yeah. And you read this one. You should do it. I did. This is anyway. the second time I've read it. Yeah, read what I said anyway. Let's see if I disagree with it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pull it up uh, as Ryan says his first thoughts. I quite enjoyed the first uh, volume, the first arc, if you will, the the the, the last son of Krypton with a, a what the, the uh, Zod Junior, as we'll call it. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah. Um, uh, I thought the Brainiac one was kind of whatever, to be honest. Um, the Brainiac one worked better in that movie, Superman Unbound. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I the. I wonder how much Donner had to actually like co-write with this, you know, like when you have two people writing, like how much does one do the actual work? But I felt um, the first arc was really good and it felt like a continuation of Donner's movies in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought the Brainiac arc, the Brainiac arc was just full Jeff Johns being Jeff Johns uh, for better or worse. What are you guys talking about Brainiac? Because there's no Brainiac thing in this. I'm sorry. Is there really no Brainiac thing in that? Not in this no. one. No, it it ends. Okay. With, um, All right. Ron I was Elf. curious. I was curious ends, about this. Yeah. So what happens? Is the last, here's the last page of the book. It ends with Ronel trying to go find Christopher in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, then, I know. Oh, I know, okay. Ben. So here's what happened to Ryan and I. Uh, I'm assuming Ryan, you also read the Recomics Online uh, thing that has the original trade paperback, which collects uh, the which collects uh, other issues that have an arc where Brainiac comes back to Earth and Jonathan Kent dies. Oh my God. I'm so glad that we don't have to talk about that one then. Because I thought it was not very good. It has some really, really disgusting writing in it. Some really shitty Supergirl stuff. I thought the first arc was so much better. I'm so glad we're talking about Gary that. Frank, <laughs> Gary Frank it- does that. Gary Frank does the art in that in that story. In that Brainiac we're, arc, all, yeah. we're only talking about the five issues Woo! here. Um, 
Yeah, which ends with the with the Monel bit. Hell yeah. Wait, wait, Ryan, is that the reason why you posted that picture of Supergirl looking at the woman with the breast implants? Yes. Is that Grant? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so that's a yeah, that's yeah. a cat grant. That's cat grant. She shows up in that. Yeah. yeah. But we're not talking about well, that, thankfully. We're talking about uh, this, this this since one. I, since I read it, I want to talk a bit about that. Sure. I I like the idea that that that's where all the brainiacs all the brainiacs through 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 all of Superman's history have just been drones, and this is the first time he's meeting the real brainiac. I think that's yeah. a really cool uh, story. Um, I agree. And Gary Frank's a great artist, and that's it. I'm actually I'm really glad you agree, Brandon. Um, I I I I just don't know what it is like with Richard Donner not being there. I just found like all like the Daily Planet like dialogue just like not good. I just thought yeah. it was like kind of gross. Um, I think the art's great um, with the Brainiac stuff. I agree with the Brainiac like prime idea is a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, also, okay. I like that era of Supergirl. Um, that just reminded me of, of that era of Supergirl. But yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not talking about that. Yo, no, we're talking about last time. So now we're this. here. So Sorry, here is, we, we, no, we no, had no. five issues we you. have to talk about. I get you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, here you, is. You yeah. Here, here, here is what, what Sparks texted me earlier today about this book. Uh, love the art, specifically the paneling. Oh, Enjoy the story. Really liked this the first time I read it. Could have sworn we talked about it before, but maybe I just talked to someone about it. That's true. Uh, I had to text Brandon because I'm like, did we do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I've been trying to scour our book clubs because I'm like, I swear we did this. <laughs> um, and I guess that I just read it and then had a long conversation with someone about it. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I know I've talked with someone about this recently. <laughs> like in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, feel the story does a good job of sidestepping being hokey by revealing the boy's parentage. Yeah. And really like the characterization of struggles with Zod. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's yeah, what you texted me. Yeah. In general, I really, really like this book. I'm pretty sure the reason I read it um, the first time was because um, this was right around Jonathan Kent coming in. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so I was reading it uh, because people were talking about it in relation to like Superman being a dad. And, uh, and I think there is a lot of like, kind of like getting the early, like what would form the concept of Superman as father is in this story. Mm -hmm. um, and I really, really like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really pretty. Uh, I, I I like the way Adam that, Hubert, right? that, like this has an impressive Hubert, yeah. list of Superman's rogues gallery mm -hmm. uh, that I feel is well balanced. I love the, what's it called? Like the Sinister Squad or whatever yes. they're called. Yeah. Uh, I like the team up of, of, Parasite and uh, Bizarro and Lex. Metallo, Metallo, Metallo has my has, is one of my favorite elements of this book because um, he has now not just green kryptonite in his core, he also has uh, different color kryptonite on all parts of his body. So and cool. He tries out gold kryptonite, which makes the Kryptonians just fall down, just lose their powers and fall straight down to the ground. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, uh, I just think that for such a small package of just five issues, um, it has a lot of character stuff packed into it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's overstuffed or poorly executed. I think it all hits its marks. Um, I love the I love the plot. Just like <clears throat> just the idea of like this kid gets like we, we arrive here and he's like a Kryptonian. He's actually from the Phantom Zone. And it's like, oh, it's Zod's kid. And like this is like an invasion play. And the kid's now against him. He's with Superman. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a movie. I would love to watch this movie. Um, pretty much my like my favorite use of Monel. Uh, just like I I looked into Monel stuff after I read this because I'm like I really don't know much about Monel. Same yeah. in relation to the comic stories and just like this tragic, caught their story 
Uh, and the way this book ends with him, just like, I'm going to keep looking for the kid. And then, you know, like we, we never find the kid um, is, is just sad. Yeah. Sad. I, I wanted to look after I read this book, I wanted to look up what, what certain things happen. Cause there's a bit where, uh, Zod says there's something far worse than me in the Phantom Zone and you're going to meet it I'm like did we ever meet that thing uh, before they rebooted in, in New 52 um, but Christopher Kent does come back uh, a couple, in a couple of stories after this uh, before just kind of being erased from continuity Aww. yeah I think I think what I mean is like you know we, we never like we never really go back to to this yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I love um, when because he speaks crypt- Kryptonese. I thought it, I thought it would have been Kryptonian, but it's Kryptonese. I know crypt- Kryptonese. That was, yeah, that's, um, a, that's that's really funny to me because in the uh, in the original Star Trek series, uh, they said that instead of speaking Klingon, they spoke Klingonese. Jeez Louise. Well, because like you know, would you say well we speak human humanese? No, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, Chris is like he's like. Uh, Hello, please don't go. Please stay with me, like in in Kryptonese. And Superman, being the greatest, he's like, "Tell you what, I'll be here until you fall asleep, and I'll be here before you wake up. I promise." And, and I'm like, like ah! and then the military makes him a liar. And then the military makes him a liar. Um, Superman's flying by a bunch of people, and he's like, "Good morning. Don't forget to drink your orange juice." And I'm like, "Oh, what a what a Kansas boy." He's um, by, he's flying by being Superman. That's one of the things I absolutely love about this about this book. Um, I I, I really enjoyed reading this because. Uh, Ryan, you said it earlier. This does feel like a continuation. Like if Richard Donner was able to do a Superman three, this could have been a form of Superman three because you get Zod, you get um, uh, Ursa, you yes. get that that late that other guy, the big brute. Um, non. Yeah, you yep. get them, and just the whole time I'm reading this book, I was like, man, this is because I do feel the Richard Donner charm with his Superman. Like when he when Perry's in the office yelling, and then Sup- and then Clark is looking out and listening to all the people and he sees the rocket come down um the only thing i was kind of i'm glad that things have changed as as comics went on is jonathan kent like the the mere existence because in this book um uh jorel strip says like humans and kryptonians can't can't mix sorry ain't gonna happen and of course we know that jonathan kent exists well jorel even says it in this uh that the humans and Kryptonians don't mix was a lie that Superman told Lois because mm-hmm. um, Dorel even says like you know we can reproduce with humans. It's like I know, yeah, right. Um, uh, I think I thought up, that was a really cool moment. Bring up the art again. Uh, Adam Kuber is a guy who's been around forever. Like he's still doing comics today, um, and this comic is you know like a decade old or so. Um, I, I, yeah, the paneling it's so good. Like it feels like so sci-fi, and especially like when it's talking about like the General Zod like backstory. Um, I just think it's, it's just, yeah. I, 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 I do like getting more non as a character. I, I wasn't too familiar with and Kryptonian Kryptonian. I knew about Jack Sir, who has one of my favorite reveals where he just burst out of the ship. was like, it's me, Jack Sir. <laughs> um, but he, uh, but non, uh, was cool when they're just like, uh, they're talking about like, I can't believe Jor-El didn't side with, 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 with Zod because, uh, even after what they did to non. Yeah. Because the, the science council, uh, like uh lobotomized non it's implied uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh man uh zod like i just remembered like zod his outfit is like unlike anything we've seen zod wear before it's like super like it's like super uh like uh like 
uh, future sci-fi looking. It's got like like a robe. It's almost like Sky Captain and the Roll of Tomorrow. I really he's, like. He's it. got like go- cool yeah. goggles, like science goggles. Like it's a different Zod, even than like the Zod that's in the next volume of Brainiac. Like they look completely different, right? Uh, I love this interpretation of Zod and the Kryptonians. Um, I, I kind of wish like. I know, like, every artist has their own version, but, like, I love this, like, retro sci-fi. There's, look. Too. There's also a, a scene with Lex Luthor uh, that I thought was really good where, where Lex like, I was finally right. You know, I was, I was right. The Kryptonians, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And when Superman even comes to comes to ask for help, he, like, laughs in his face. Yeah. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, he's... I, Hold, hold up. I just want to say how much I love that scene when Superman bursts in and he's talk, telling Lex, he's like, you have figured out so, tried so many ways to kill me, so many weapons to end me. Might have I borrow them? Just just him holding Luthor up by the, his shirt. He's like, can I borrow some of these? Just, just uh, him dropping that line. is like, oh, that's great. Even when, when Lex does kill a Kryptonian and he goes, feels good. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm curious. Does he... I, I I was curious about that line. Like, would Lex Luthor actually, would he feel good or would he feel different? But like, you know. I, I think after yeah. this becomes president, right? If this is, when is this, 2000? Yeah, probably around there. Yeah. I don't know if this is like what, what like leads him down that path, but I think around here, he's going to run for president and win. Yeah, yeah. God, like the, the paneling when he loses Chris is so good. Yeah. Just that whole mm-hmm. that whole page. Ooh. Oh yeah. It's such is such great stuff. Uh like the covers are are I've been are really good. Just, oh, yeah. just gorgeous. Like the, the the I think the characterizations are all really strong. I think this does a good job of also making mm-hmm. yeah, uh of making like the event feel like the event it should without like again like avoiding that overstuff feeling like the justice league appears but we don't have to pay a ton of attention to it mm-hmm. yeah. um but they are there and it's good because it's like they would they would show up at this moment um so, and it feels earned they don't right even place. they don't even get dialogue yeah not really no so the, the splash page i just showed to, to audio listeners who are uh, listening it's a, a scene where superman is looking out on the destruction of metropolis um like there's a semi-truck lodged in a building and the destruction is shown through the reflection of the window glass yeah yep and it's just heartbreaking but superman is is standing on the semi yes he's on he's standing on the semi it's gorgeous art i mean it's gorgeous and also it's sad to see the city destroyed but it's just gorgeous nonetheless but another thing i love is i've always loved the banter between superman and lois Mm. Sure. And even yes. when low because in the beginning of the book, because Lois says we can't, we discussed this. We should not be parents. This is not what we're supposed to do. And then when Chris saves her, she's like, Okay, I want to try though. And the scene in the elevator is one of my favorites. It's like, but Batman did this. Who's Batman? So you're not gonna mean until you're 16. Yeah, well, Wonder Woman did this. Who's Wonder Woman? So you're not gonna mean until you're 18. I, I think in this in, in this Lois Lane is where the Rich Donner comes out because this feels like Margaret mm-hmm. Kidder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's I where think, the biggest one is. I agree. Um, I think like all of them are just such a this is such a good microcosm of like who are these characters fundamentally? Who are these characters when you would want to adapt them to the screen? Who should they be? It's these characters. It's it's this Lois Lane, it's this Jonathan Kent, it's this Martha Kent, it's this Jimmy, it's this Superman, it's this Clark, uh, it's this Lex, it's this Zod. <laughs> I love this um, watch they're they're also it's this Jorel mm-hmm. like uh all the characters just feel so very truly like the core of who they are um it's it's true like you feel how much Richard Donner is influencing the project itself um but I think it's really really working for it uh the just the whole 
uh, core is so pure to Superman. Um, and it works on every, on every level at every moment. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I really, I really liked it the first time I read it as, uh, as just this window into like Clark so desperately wanting to be, uh, protective of this kid and yeah. and be there for him and i i remember the first time i read the 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 turn and it's zod like gotta find my kid and it's like mm-hmm. oh oh no because <laughs> you know at like time, this doesn't end well at the same time this is also i don't maybe this might be a bit of a stretch but it's kind of like a nature versus nurture sort of thing but in this case um like clark and lois nurturing the the son of zod like you you, we all know who general zod is we know he's a horrible dictator we know he's a he's a horrible horrible kryptonian a horrible person in general but then his son he visions his dad's his biological father's own hand uh and the scene with um like when it's like like when you when uh, ursa comes in and says give me back my son and and chris like i don't want to go with her he wants to be with lois the person who actually cares for him he wants to be and when he's sacrificing himself at the end of the book to go into the phantom zone he actually it's like he's doing it out of compassion to save others which is what oh, yeah. that was talking. a that was an iron giant moment it, um, it was an iron giant moment yeah uh, speaking about like lois's connection to chris like one of my favorite moments in the whole thing is uh the moment when the bus comes down on chris and lois has been like not so much wanting to be his mom wanting to look after him like kind of let leave it to its own devices and she looks into the bus and sees him like frozen and crying even though he's unharmed technically uh and that's really like the moment when lois turns on how she feels about him and i thought that's illustrated beautifully like Um, the other moment go ahead well i was gonna extrapolate on it like she helps him get out of the bus and she's like it's okay it's okay and then the daily planet globe comes down like it it does a lot and Mm -hmm. chris um, holds it and then you see you see him put it down and then once again Lois is instead is running away she's holding him giving him a hug yeah. telling him everything's gonna be okay and I want to be right also I also like going back a few uh a few pages he's Superman's talking to Chris and he's like yeah you'll be with Lois she's like Lois doesn't like me of course Lois like boom that's when Bizarro comes in and pushes Superman yep. into the ground yep I like uh yep. I love the Bizarro look I do too. I do too. Yeah. Again, like all the all the books. all the art, yeah. all the all the character designs are so good. Um, another like big moment I want to spotlight is when Chris does blast at Zod, uh, and Zod's like, "What do you think you're doing?" He's like, "What Superman would do?" And I, I think mm-hmm. that moment's just yeah. You want that to be a movie moment? And you're like yeah yeah get him. So <laughs> see, we got that moment. We got that moment in Superman Returns when the little baby boy pushes the piano with the guy with the clown face on the back of his head. Oh so yeah, okay. That. I forgot about that part. Everyone no. else did too. I like that yeah. movie. No, I like that movie too. It's fine. I mean, he's not a good person, but Kevin Spacey plays a really good uh, Lex Luthor. Wrong. And also, Actually, Brandon, he says that in the movie. Got it? Yeah, I know he does that in the movie. And also, uh, Brandon Routh getting to play Superman again for Crisis was was nice to see that. Sure. Anything else you want to bring up on this one? Looks like we're fading. No, I like this a lot. Um, yeah, I'm really glad we picked it, Ben. I honest to God never thought of it because I thought, I thought we did it. <laughs> I mean, well, I well, you guys know why I picked it. He Richard, rest in peace, passed away, and I was like, I picked it up because his name was on it. I mean, I we've read a lot of Jeff Johns books on this podcast, and we've talked a lot about Jeff Johns, 
And this was definitely one of those books that has been on my bookshelf. I was like, I really need to read this. I just haven't had the time. And now I force myself and I'm really glad I did. So yeah. this is, and essentially this to, is my, oh, like this to is to John's credit, like however much of uh, this is him, like it's his good. best stuff. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. But yeah, this is in a way my little tribute to Richard Donner. So thank you for helping writing this amazing book. Rich. Brian, it's your book club next week. Dick Donna. Guys, there's a lot of great comics that have come out in the past, you know, early thousand years. Um, there's a lot of books that won awards this day that I'm going to, Emma, get away from my computer. <laughs> there's a lot of books. Hey, it's, it's Pulp. I'm going to read Pulp by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This one best original graphic album, because that's what they call it at the Eisner's albums. We're going to read this vinyl, all of it, all pages of it, all the pages. Good book. I, I thought you would pick uh, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. It's 12 issues. No, I wasn't going to do that. Okay. Not uh, this day. Not this day. All right. Pulp. Uh, that'll be next week, as well as our talk, our discussion, our review of Jungle Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Oh, cruise that's of the jungles. jungles. Do you think jungles howl? <clears throat> that's, why I, that's why I said that's not a noise. Jungles make. <laughs> um, right. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff. Um, forgot uh what what it is okay cool all right guys uh that'll do it for the picture podcast we love you thank you so much for being here um if you like us you can check out some of the other things we do make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel by the way um but you can check out uh audio conversation which put up a new episode this week that will be linked in the description um where i talk to andy palacides uh, from the great derelict podcast one of my favorite episodes i put out um, I, I, I really enjoyed talking to him. I can confirm it was a really good episode. I highly Thank enjoyed you. listening to it. Appreciate it. Um, and you can check out our other shows on this channel if you subscribe. Uh, oh, Mag says, take care, yep. guys. Natty did. Bye, Mag. Good night, later, Mag. Stay safe. Good night, Mag. Um, our Fitness Watch series just wrapped up Loki, episode six. That's up now. Uh, so check out all those episodes. The next uh, Fitness Watch that we do... Um, will be what if uh for sure and potentially star trek lower decks myself and just a little podcast uh cookie are talking about doing one for lower decks so stay tuned for that and of course we have basement arcade new episodes coming soon basement arcade pause menu new episodes coming soon yep um fake nerd book club currently on hiatus and you can check out all the other stuff all the other stuff that we've done for that catch up and animation station which is Sparks' newest show, where uh, we we talk about animation stuff. Uh, we just recorded, uh, Sparks, you were not part of that. Um, nope. uh, myself and Ben recorded Transformers War for Cybertron Earthrise, and that will be up this week. Uh, mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. And uh, should Sparks and I not do Obsidian this week, uh, the next animation station would be uh, Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom. So there you go. You can, of course, check out our masks. We have masks. That this pandemic is still going. It's, it's, it, it, it is like a cockroach. You can't kill it. Um, it's unfortunately getting worse. You can uh, check buy, our, buy some masks. We, have, we still have some Crafted masks. So go right ahead and, and pick one up. Uh, linked below. You can, of course, check out our Patreon. It's, it looks really dirty. That looks <laughs> so <laughs> So uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank goodness the audio listeners couldn't see that. I am really happy. 
Um, you you look like the guy from Sword. You look like the guy from Sword who talks to the universe to tran to transport him. Oh, what's his name? Oh, I forget. Manifold. Yeah, me too. I don't know. Um, you can check out our Patreon links below. Um, our Patreon has four tiers on it: the one dollar tier, uh, the five dollar tier, the ten dollar tier, where you get an exclusive shirt. Don't be a dick. That is the variant of this shirt that I am wearing. Um, that's that. Uh, subscribe there, and you get that shirt. Um, and our and our twenty dollar tier. Um, well, you know, you just really like us. Um, you get a bunch of cool stuff, and you can check out our T Public. Also, links below. Where you can get cool shirts, such as the one I'm wearing right now, with uh, my face on it, with Ben's face on it. Uh, you could get other shirts up there, uh, their logos and things like that. Um, and the one I'm most proud of at this point, which is I'd rather be a fake nerd than a true mm -hmm. fan. And also, you can get shirts with all of our faces on it, not just mine. Oh yeah, we got the eight bit shirt, you, which I was just wearing a couple days ago. You were, you totally were. Yeah, I've got a lot of our merch. <laughs> Good. Uh, you can check out our website, or you can find all these links below, or you can find them on uh, our website at www.fakenerdpodcast.com. Um, other things are up there as well. You can find all these links. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you. You look like you're. You look like a Scooby Doo villain poking through a, a painting. <laughs> are you weird. sure about that? <laughs> um, are you sure? Okay, all right. Quick, quick thing. Quick thing, because it's been it's been on my mind ever since we started recording. We're right, we're right, I was just a distant body head. All the Comic Con memories from us from three years ago were popping up on my Facebook feed. Oh my god, oh, you're yeah. so right. And the the one with Ryan going around reminds me of the Yu-Gi-Oh card that he made, which yeah, to this wallet. day is still like I know Ryan like never calls me, but if I ever call him or the one time he does call me, that's the the picture that pops up. For his caller ID. Man, it never leaves my wallet. It's in my <laughs> wallet. <laughs> it, uh, it shouldn't. It freaking shouldn't. Mine is my deck. <laughs> thank you to everyone who watches the live streams. Thank you to everyone who watches the replays. And thank you to everyone who uh, listens to the audio. We greatly appreciate all of your support. We love you guys. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci, who did our music, our intro music as well that you've heard tonight, um, and all of our theme songs for every single show we do. Um, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. You can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes and uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. I really wish you didn't, you didn't open a slit because then I would have thought you had left. That's <laughs> uh, uh, a podcast. Thank you to Mike Matola. Mike Matola, uh, we're hoping to get on soon. Uh, we need to coordinate schedules with him so we can get him on once again. Uh, but he did our logos, and we've done so many collaborations with him. We love him. You can find him at Mike Matola on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, all right. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, FickNerDguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a VC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You could find me just counting down the hours until my last day of work this week, because then I will be finally on a two-week vacation, which is something I desperately need. The countdown has begun, Ooh. gentlemen. 
at Ben Nebula. We have 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, like we said earlier today or earlier in the episode, I write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. My newest article about the gaming organizer app GameEye is up on is the in the link in the description below. And also, hey, if you actually did watch the Olympic opening ceremonies, they played video game music when the countries were walking out. I think that's really cool. I'm probably gonna write an article about that because I think that's still really freaking cool. Sparks. Hey, I'm Sparks Witty. You can find me uh, probably posting a, a thing I'm writing about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Finally writing a thing for the website. You can find me doing that at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. I have thoughts about Space Jam. Is the title not Welcome to the Jam? No, it's Space oh. Jam, A New Travesty? Question oh, mark? Okay. And the disembodied face of Ryan. You could find me. Oh comment. my god, that's your mouth? All over the space jam that DJ Tony Snark. Goodbye, world. <laughs> uh, real quickly, Ryan, I don't know if you noticed, but I finally have a complete set of Magic the Gathering Godzilla cards. What? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, now have. Yeah. What is it? Oh, it's um, it's Dorat. I was able to. Uh, Sparks gave me Dorat, which create that becomes King Ghidorah in the Hasey in the Hasey era. A little cutie. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna put that up right now. I'm too high for that. Um, all right, that'll do it for <laughs> us. Again. <laughs> That's your mouth. <laughs> Subscribe to us. On... We've had a lot of fun today. It's your mouth, Dirk back, Durf back, Durf. Uh, was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, you missed the derf. The derf you oh, missed yeah. derf back derf. derf. Yeah. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. Like this video. Subscribe to this channel. And until next week, guys. Stay fake nerds. Bye.